0: it's that time again. It's been a fortnight and that means it's time for another episode of your fortnightly online guide to the good old 1990s and the UK's official Sega comic, the Sega-sational, Sonic the Comic. We,
1: as Woo. ever, are the humans who think we're in charge on this stupid show. My name is Chris McFeely. <laughs> and I'm Dave Bulmer. And yeah, hi, welcome. This is a comic that we like to read and talk to you about. And this time it's issue number 78. That's a lot 78. <laughs> God, yeah. Some, sometimes I do have a little step back whenever
0: I hear yeah. the issue number read out and, and think like, 78 issues, yeah. that's a lot of podcast. There are many podcasts on this earth that don't mm. reach 78 episodes. We've done no. quite well for ourselves when you think about it, really.
1: We're coming up to our third anniversary and that's like, you're lucky if you get to that. Yeah.
0: This is cover dated the 24th of May, but it was released on May 11th.
1: So the summer holidays are starting to loom large now. Oh, yes. Yes. And I was having a poke around in my diary. I've got a little bit of diary zone later. I was poking around in my diary.
0: I was hoping for a bit of diary this week.
1: Oh, right. I'm glad someone is. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) and it's all talk about, you know, four-day weekends and bank holidays all over the place. Little clusters of holiday getting us ready for the big one.
0: But... As if the promise of the summer holidays was not exciting enough, this is also a free gift issue.
1: Whoa! Free gift! And it's a good one. We
0: like a set of uh, set of these on well, this show. One of us, yes, I was going to say, one of us definitely likes them more than the other. Not that yep. I have anything against them myself, but it is a set <laughs> of free bespoke STC transfers. Yeah! Um, bit, bit rubbish this time around, kinda, aren't they?
1: They are... A bit oddly drawn. I think we've had ones that were worse, but those made up for themselves by the fact that they were obviously clip art. Um, whereas with this, effort has been put in to make them full on drawings, but they're a little bit off. They wouldn't look out of place in a graphic zone. So. <laughs> That's harsh, but certainly there's something about Mighty's eyes. I was going to say Mighty's feet, but yeah. Oh, I didn't, it's, yes.
0: It's the way, it, it, it might be a running pose, but it's like, one foot stuck under the yes, other. Yes. Yes. So what the transfers are is uh, there's one of Dr. Robotnik, it's his head, and then sort of his disembodied arm next to him, pointing out at the viewer. Oh,
1: he's doing a Your Country Needs You at us, isn't he, really? Yeah, yeah.
0: there's Tails flying along, waving his hands. Yeah. There's Sonic, full body Sonic, doing a, a double V pose with both hands, yeah. peace sign with both hands. Fans. uh Sonic's head, uh, Knuckles's head, with the old uh, Dreads fanning out behind him, and his collar dangling down. Yep, very on. much an
1: STC Knuckles. Then
0: I like the collar in that regard. You can mm. add a little bit more visual interest to a bust shot of Knuckles's head uh, and stop it at the collar instead of just having to stop it at the chin, the way sonic's yeah. does. You know, uh full body shot of Amy with the what is now categorically the wrong <laughs> yes. bow. We yes. know this. Though is... no, she is wearing the heart shirt, the right clothes, skirt. the wrong yeah, bow. Swear, yeah. yeah. But yeah, the old school longbow. No, we're well into the mini crossbow <laughs> stages now. Charmy B's head, looking a bit puzzled and distressed. Mm. And yeah, full body shot of Mighty,
1: as we mentioned it's before. they it all sorts of odd poses. Look at his fingers. Look at his two fists. He's, yeah, there's no one bit of Mighty that's just normal. <laughs> mm. So, did these ones wind up on the bed, Dave? If- no. These ones wound up <gasps> they- on bed. the bed box behold oh my god the box chris
0: that means they're in the house Mm? the transfers are coming from
1: inside the house that's right
0: they're Oh my god, it's only them! They're yeah. just right there on yeah. the lid of the box!
1: It's not even all of them. And wait, is it all of them? No, it's not. Um, is it one, two, three, four, five? Well, there's yeah. no robotnik It's everything but robotnik, yeah. Maybe that just implies the robotnik broke or something. Because I don't really remember that robotnik. It hasn't it's not really burned in, so I'm not sure where it ended up. I don't think it's just on the side of the box. So, listeners. I have a big box that I've got all my Sonic comics in. I built it when I was at school because we had woodwork class and I had to do something, so I made a big box to fit my STCs into because I had a cardboard box and it was getting too full. It's just blank wood, but I've just put these transfers on it. And also, I'd forgotten this, but look what's going on in the middle there. I've got the sonic body and the sonic head next to each other. In, yeah, set next to each other. In precisely the configuration they are on the sheet. So clearly, I scribbled too far while I was pressing the transfer on and yeah, ended yeah. up getting one of them down too far. So I had to keep going. Yeah, keep going, yeah. <laughs> it
0: wouldn't be like, you know, to so wastefully apply no. a transfer, you know? So yeah, this it's this, this clearly the only explanation.
1: No, I would cut around it first now, whereas then I was just pressing yeah, the thing down scribbling it down. They're a little bit worn with age, but if you look at the knuckles in the top corner, that one isn't really even the mighty isn't really it's just the stuff in the middle and that is because this box doubled as seating uh in ah, my bedroom that's what i used to sit on to record tapes at my hi-fi much as we are doing now but the box is not being sat on boomers no. it's in another room no. don't worry don't worry why just these transfers though? Why, why didn't you put any more stickers or anything on it? Because you, you had so many stickers. It's a good question, yeah. I, yeah, I can't answer that. I must have just had this transfers there and I must have just. Okay. In those days, I used to have wild ideas and just go with them. I didn't sit and plan anything then. I'd just be like, I'm going to do this. Do-do-do-do. I'm going to do this. Do-do-do-do. I don't do that anymore. I wish I did. No, I was going to say, because now when you get a sticker, you're paralyzed. Yep. As an
0: adult, when you get a sticker, you're just absolutely... Yep. It's, that, that's just going to go in a folder somewhere.
1: One and done. You're never going to see it again. I, I'd already established by this age not to put them on, for instance, the walls of the room. Well, yeah. Apparently, I felt that furniture was more permanent. And listen, so far, it has been. Well, you can take a piece of furniture with you if you go somewhere. He, that's, you can't take a wall if you go somewhere. That's what I always do as well. Whenever I go anywhere, I bring my bed with me. Yeah. <laughs> I wheel it around behind Well,
0: me. Y- you still plan to. I plan you to. Know, that's still what you believe you're going to do with that bed, so... It's a fool's errand, you know, but so it's... so basically, it's, I, yeah. it,
1: that's an accurate call. It's a plan that has been deferred by 20 years, but I still it's have still it. still the plan.
0: <laughs> as far as the cover itself goes, we jump straight to the free gift there, but the, uh, the transfers are, mm, I guess, sort of obscuring. Mm. Um... The, the villain of the piece yeah. of this issue. Because, no, what we do have again is we made a big issue out of it recently, but we do have a comic cover that does reflect the content of the story. We again. do, although not a Richard Elson. Not a Richard Elson one. It's a Carl Flint one, a standard. Well, this issue contains two Sonic stories mm. entitled... Plasma and Hidden Danger. Mm -hmm. And this cover is about plasma, the lead Sonic strip. So it's mostly Sonic leaping to the left to the area of the cover covered by the transfers. And if you lift up the transfers to see, you'll see a sort of crackling blue flaming hand. One we must presume that belongs to whatever plasma is.
1: Yes, yes. It's got two different crackly flames coming out of it. It's shaded like fire, but it's blue. It's very intricately painted. Yeah, it's, it's a really interesting hand to look at this. We've also got Magic Carpet and the Ooze Reviews. That's what they actually put up as the one other piece of
0: copy text on the cover. Yep. Just as the Review Zone's still here again. It's good. Review Zone's yeah. back now for a bit. Let's see how long that lasts. <laughs> and across the little ticker bar on the bottom, we got Knuckles and Street Racer and Super Skid Marks Q Zones. Shining force, mate. Don't rate a mansion.
1: Oh, my God. Yes. Even though this... Well, we'll talk about it, won't we? We will. This is the one. I mean, Megadroid's about to tell us in the...
0: Control Zone. He says the miserable Humes haven't exactly been the life and soul recently, but it's about to change, thanks to the countdown, to STC's third birthday issue. He wow. did tell us about it an issue or two ago, mm-hmm. but it's next issue now, boys. Wow. It's a party pooper's prohibited zone. See below for more info. And the info is that next issue is the birthday issue.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes, it's a funny little extra box, because all it says is Tails joins the party. It's a, the focus isn't on the fact that it's the third anniversary. It's the fact that Tails will, will be there. <laughs> well, I guess
0: it means Tails is getting a strip again. Because there is oh. no Tails. We're just off the back of a four-part Tails story, but there is no Tails strip in this issue or the previous issue, but I guess he's saying that Tails will be replacing Shining Force next issue. I guess is what that means. That
1: makes perfect sense. Quite right. Something about it made me think surely this should have been the latest of a long run of these saying like knuckles will be there the chaotix will be there you know come on it's the big birthday celebration um but it isn't but anyway this is not no <laughs> <laughs> um, sonic and amy do a spot of plasma grappling in an exciting complete story knuckles and captain it, plunder is, hang on no, is
0: that supposed to be something what plasma grappling i feel like our roles are exchanged where you're the one who normally <laughs> asks that question but i uh, do a spot of plasma, plasma grappling, grappling.
1: doesn't Doesn't ring a bell to me but
0: the way he says it yeah it uh, makes it sound like it's
1: supposed to strike you or something but uh, i think he's just trying to be interesting knuckles and captain plunder continue their quest to find hidden treasure and the swashbuckling action has even swept its way into the graphic zone that's right we've got a pirate themed graphic zone zone. zone. hidden danger is revealed in sonic's world but brace yourselves boomers as stc bids farewell to the Shining Force. Be sure to write in if you'd like to see more of their adventures. And nobody ever did. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Belatedly, he also uh, reminds us that the charts have changed. It was just last issue that they changed, but it's only now that they're telling us in the control zone that they have added... Due to demand, the top 10 games for the Sega Saturn system, STC's also taken the hint for the review zone, which mm. is to say that they will be reviewing
1: Saturn games now as well. Yep, I guess the readers are into their Saturns. All ten of them, however many people bought a Saturn. Yeah, it's not going to last long. <laughs> See it how is. long there's Saturn charts in the comic for. Yes. Where's the 32X chart, eh? <laughs> and finally, <laughs> there's some wheelie-handy Street Racer and Super Skidmark hints and tips in the Q-Zone. Join me in just two weeks for the official UK Sega Comics Megatastic. That's more like it. Megatastic. What did they say last Megatastic. time?
0: Megatastic. mega tactitious. megatitious.
1: Yeah, oh, don't like me. uh, Megatastic. Megatacular. Megarific. Third birthday issue, it's going to be awesome. I don't know what it is about this control zone, but maybe I just happened to see it with fresh eyes. Maybe something, I'd just got more sleep than usual that day or so. No, I'd got considerably less. Maybe that was it. My brain was all doing funny wheelies and it was picking up different things, but it really occurred to me how interesting it is To have a comic where instead of just read it to find out what's in it, there's a little guide at the start that explains and hypes up what you're going to find in it. I think you can only get that in something that's still a grab bag of different bits and it just helps remind me that even though we're losing the Sega superstars forever this issue, Mm -hmm. a version of the original character of what is an odd-shaped comic for you know carving out its place in the history of comics it's a bit unusual well, it's not that oddly
0: shaped taken within the greater scheme of uk comics
1: no certainly at the time
0: you know obviously tharg goes all the way back yeah. to and that's what this is and yeah and uh, many of the marvel uk comics in the 80s and 90s would, yes. you would open and on the inside front cover would be the editorial page where a, a nameless editorial voice would tell you what was coming up
1: in the issue and i miss it i page. miss it i like it and i miss it because it it, I don't know, it makes you feel like you've got something significant that's going to have contents in it. But even though we're losing Shining Force and we're losing the Sega superstars, this just reminds me of that a version of the original character of the magazine is still here, but now it's all going to be about different aspects of Sonic the Hedgehog, which is fine really, isn't it? And occasionally decap attack. The Sega
2: Charts, Charts.
1: This fortnight, the Mega Drive chart, has Sonic and Knuckles in the number two slot. And that's You're right of course it should be number 1 but we must allow FIFA Soccer. It basically doesn't count. It's basically number 1.
0: It's FIFA such a foregone conclusion.
1: And especially since this is FIFA Soccer 96 anyway whereas Sonic and Knuckles is from 1994. And then in number 3 Tasmania Escape from Mars, that is from 1994. God, 1994. I don't I don't like how long
0: ago that is. Mickey
1: 94. Mania in the fifth slot, that's from uh, 1994. And uh Micro Machines 96 there at number 6, that is a 96 update of a 93 Mega Drive port of a 1991 game i'm looking You're Killing me here Div. <laughs> this is the way i'm looking at the Mega Drive charts here all of three years into the three long childhood in the 90s years and yeah. it is starting to look a lot like we've observed of the master system chart i was just before it disappeared just about to say
0: the same thing yeah we've seen it on the master system before that as the new stuff peters out mm. The cream rises to the top.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's settled down now as a list of classics. Just as the, you know, it's fitting that the Sega Saturn chart has come in here. The Mega Drive isn't over, right? There's still time for the Mega Drive, but all those times, talk about talk about a midlife crisis of this podcast. All those times mm. we've been unwilling to admit to ourselves that the PlayStation is coming. I still am. Um... I looked it up. It's out? No, probably. It came out eight months ago. No. It uh, came out. A lie. It didn't come out in 1995. In, it did. In, and, oh, cool. and. Censor that if you And must. in the UK I'm talking about as well. I'm not even talking about America or Japan. It came out nah. back when we were first. It's made up. The issue where mm-hmm. Selena shouted, Carl Flint, that's my man. That's when it came out. Nope. That is before the Marsupalami comic. Didn't happen. The PlayStation came out in the UK before Nigel Dobbin started on Knuckles and a month before Mm -mm. the introduction of techno. Can prove it, mate. It never happened. You weren't there. You don't know. Shut up. It's a fake. It's fiction. Surely the PlayStation came out in 1997. Come on. (laughs) Surely it did. But it didn't. Absolutely. You can't prove it didn't. You You weren't there. You don't know. You can't go back in time.
0: No. Oh, you're going to show me ads? Is it? you going to show me magazine clippings? Yeah. Proving it? Is it? No, Doctor Fake.
1: The best any of you are going to be able to do is to show us the got date. Stanley Kubrick in filmed it on the moon. Great. <laughs> not really. The date that I looked up is on Wikipedia, and we know not to believe that. We know not to believe Wikipedia. Yeah. So you can't you can't get us with that information. PS fans, we got to face it; it's already happened.
2: <laughs> but what? what
0: So
1: let's look at this Saturn
0: chart because it's it's probably the only thing we're going to actually start seeing new activity Mm. on because it's got three whole new games in it. Virtua Cop, something called D. And F1 Challenge.
1: I've no idea what D is. I should have looked it up. I did look it up. It's a bit like You Made Me Mystery Mansion, if you remember that. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It's one of these where you're in a mansion and you go, oh, I want to go that way, and it plays you a pre-rendered video of you walking that way because it's all... 3d uh, and like still
0: doing that on the saturn yeah
1: and it's it's one of the well uh, maybe it's not pre rendered but it it looks like it is i suppose it could have been actual 3d but it's very primitive you are seeing through the first person through the eyes of the protagonist you walk forward but what makes it interesting is that everything you find in this mansion any item on a table any they'll, they'll, there's you know there's puzzles like oh here's a handle and three cogs and i have to put them in the right order to make the mechanism go that sort of thing yeah everything you interact with though Triggers a cutscene because it thinks that it's a sort of you know interactive movie type thing, but it's an interactive movie that's like sub night's graphics. So you've got these very puppety looking. It's just this woman who keeps opening her mouth in surprise in a very unconvincing way, and then now and then there'll be a ghostly man's head that whispers. Oh dear, yeah,
0: I've just looked it up.
1: (laughs) So it's one. It's a sort of interactive experience uh, more than anything else. Don't know why it's called just. But it is is. Uh, I bet there's an answer to that. Hang on, let's have a look. Known in Japan as
0: D no Shokotaku or D's Diner. Oh D- Diner. Apparently. Okay. Why is it called D? The character is called Laura. A digital actress. Yeah. <laughs> who appears in games by warp. The stories are
1: unrelated, but it's like they so it's like they made oh, cool. one model. And then they used her for everything (laughs) With the excuse that it's an actress They're casting in different things That appeals to me in some way Why on earth is it called D? I cannot see a reason why does
0: say here it was originally released For the 3DO in 1995 (laughs) So this is just a later port Barely even counts mate Nope, can't find any explanation for why it is called D. But it does sound. I guess it sounds kind of interesting. Mm. As you say, the movements occur through FMV sequences as she walks from location to location. There is no pause or save function. Ooh. And after two hours oh. elapse in real time, after two hours of play reaches, the game ends. Oh. And the ending you get depends on what you've done in those two hours. Oh! That's kind of interesting. That
1: is interesting. So it's, that makes it sound like it's not even like a time up if you haven't got to the ending. That makes it sound like there is no actual full ending. Whatever happens, that's how it ends, and it's just down to what you've achieved in that time.
0: Taking place in 1997, the story begins when Laura Harris is contacted by Los Angeles police, revealing a disturbing message. Her father, Dr. Richter Harris, director of the (laughs) Los Angeles National Hospital, has gone on a mass murdering spree. Oh, dear. And barricaded himself in the hospital. Dad.
1: (laughs) Oh, you're so embarrassing, Uh, Anyway, I'm not just going to read out the entire plot. Stop there. It looks like the sort of thing that would be interesting if you were in the precise time and place a few years before it came out.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
0: I think you'd have to be. I like that that whole idea of the two-hour thing, though. I wonder Mm. if that carried through to the Saturn version or if that was just a 3DO thing, I don't know.
1: Plasma! Written by Nigel Kitching, art by Richard Elson, letters by Ellie DeVille. As Dr. Robotnik steps up his new intimidation campaign, the Freedom Fighters stage a prison break in the Metropolis Zone and run afoul of Robotnik's newest minions, living energy being Plasma and weedy scientist Arnim Abacus. His speed unable to affect an intangible being, Sonic struggles to handle Plasma, but it's Amy to the rescue when she realises the creature is an artificial construct being remotely controlled by Abacus. She smashes the scientist's control box, destroying Plasma, but she doesn't let Sonic know what she's done, content to keep up appearances for the sake of Mobius, and let him think he's won on his own. Yeah, I love this. Yeah, I did too. I don't quite know what I was expecting. You hear Plasma, and you're
0: thinking Mm. it's just going to be some like done in one with a new guest villain that Kitching or Stringer could have written or whatever. Yeah. But um, it actually does a whole lot of stuff. It does loads. Yeah. We got the direct continuation of where we left off last issue, yes. with Robotnik vowing to make the people fear him again. So we we open with this scene of the of troopers like literally kicking doors off hinges and dragging innocent people away to prison. You know, uh, we've got a we've got yes. the old terrified mother, babe in arms, bawling as the husband is dragged away. Stop! He hasn't done anything. Everyone is guilty of something, citizen.
1: Oh, that's so good. Na- Nigel's never been afraid to just show us a fascist regime in this... The old fascist state, ...talking yeah. animals comic. And he pulls it off, he gets the balance just right. And I'm so happy that we actually have this payoff from the statue being torn down last issue. You know, it's the sort of thing that you would expect in so many things would just be not followed up on because it's just something that writer came up with to carry that strip. But no, here we are, next one, and Robotnik's there in his Citadel Robotnik going, So the people think I'm going soft, do they? I'll show them. I'll give every citizen of Metropolis City reason to fear
2: the very mention of the name Dr. Robotnik. I think
0: it was Ewan who observed last issue that uh, this is the comic, you know, finding its new direction Hmm. now. After everything that the comic has been about, I mean, at the risk of repeating ourselves over and over again, so many of the big ideas that have defined the last two years of the comic have been wrapped up now Mm. and this is the big one that's left isn't it robotnik rules the planet as a fascist state so of course this is what we're coming
1: back to now as we march towards the idea of resolving that story i love elson's new thing here that he's done this i think last issue he's done it again here of drawing citadel robotnik head on there's just something about it that makes it look properly menacing putting that as a little peg in the middle of a wide panel the way it stands out against the smaller buildings i don't know yeah. i think it's good. looms over everything yeah yeah it, that that makes it look scarier than a, an aerial shot it shouldn't
0: look scary
1: though no. right it's, it's such just a big silly face dumb head but <laughs> i mean look at the next panel This is the man who could draw the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog comedy character Dr. Robotnik and make him look nasty.
2: It's a big shot. We're looking up at him
0: from like belly level as he leers down over a railing. His massive hands clasped around the railing as he looks down over the city.
1: Brilliantly lit from below. I love the shadow of the bar he's holding on doing this big curve up his belly. Page two, I love how much of a record scratch it is to go from this heightened seriousness of the regime to then this thing where like everyone reckons Amy is Sonic's girlfriend and she's going like, yeah. And again, that's something that we haven't touched
0: on in ages mm. and certainly Kitching hasn't. Uh, but yeah, so we've got Amy, Johnny and Sonic. Whenever we say the freedom fighters yes. now, we basically mean Amy, Johnny and yeah, Sonic because for really some them. reason, Tails is never with them. Oh yeah. And Porker is off on his own now. He's, yeah. Um, So they're hitting a section house where these prisoners are being held before being moved on to Badnik processing plants. And they're bopping the Badniks so these couple of prisoners are like it's Sonic and Johnny Lightfoot! And then there's this tremendous panel where Amy comes whizzing in from off screen (laughs) (laughs) screeches to a halt herself (laughs) and there's Amy, Sonic's girlfriend! And Sonic loses the rag (laughs) and it's great. (laughs) But listen Mm. you take the lineup of Sonic characters as they existed this time yeah. and you present them to your mum mm-hmm. or anyone. Yeah. They're going to be in the same situation oh. as these prisoners. They're Everyone going to see, the, going to to see going the blue see hedgehog. They know which one Sonic is. You've not let them forget which one Sonic, Sonic is. They know which one Sonic is. But they see the pink girl
1: hedgehog. Yep. What on earth do you think they're going to think? Exactly. She's of Sonic course. but with the girl accoutrements. Pink. Pink. Hair, not not a bow, but a hair slide thing, a headband. Yeah, headband. Skirt. Clear in the language of cartoons at the time. That is Sonic's girlfriend, and she yeah. is playing up to that. She's having a right laugh that everyone. This annoys this is Sonic like so much.
0: The closest catching seems like he. I I can't say ever because I don't remember well enough what comes after this. Uh-huh. But up up till now, like the closest he's ever got to what he said was his original plan for mm-hmm. Amy's character, where she would just really play it up and get sonic's goat by acting like that listen here buster amy is not my girlfriend <laughs> i'm getting really sick of people always assuming Sonic, is this really the time uh well yeah uh, yeah you're you're right johnny amy
1: could you uh open the door for me anything for you sweetheart knock it off amy <laughs> love it this is right how much more interesting is that than the Japanese version of Amy, who is always pestering Sonic and actively trying to be his girlfriend or whatever it is. This thing where it's like she knows she's not. She just finds it funny that it annoys him that people think she is and won't do anything to correct them. I love that. Look at the look on her head. Oh, she (laughs) knows what she's at
0: anything for you and standing there all demurely with the head tilted ever so slightly, you know, as she slides a magazine into her crossbow. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice to see Sonic, like, genuinely disarmed as well. Yes. Like, Not right on the heels of like the Porker Lewis story Mm. where we've seen Sonic. Do you know when I was listening back to that episode? Do you know what? I feel like maybe we didn't communicate in as simple language as we possibly could. What's that? Other out of context panels people use to talk about Sonic being air quotes mean. That's when he's busting their chops. That's Mm. for comedy. The Porker Lewis story, Sonic is genuinely angry. I don't know if we said that in as clear terms as possible. And seeing Sonic be angry for a different reason other than oh I'll get you robotnik that yeah. was something new um which is maybe why people had so much trouble you know interpreting it everybody but then here again seeing Sonic like emotionally humpy <laughs> <laughs> just having a real harumph and actually then having someone go hi Sonic is it real and he's like I uh, all right yes okay and, and him realizing he's yeah. being stupid to fix yeah. it in on it and it's almost as like like By letting his annoyance show, he realizes he's being baited almost. You know, it's like, is it really the time Sis Johnny is like, yeah, no, okay, all right, fair enough, all right, I'll I'll let it go for now. Mm. You know, Amy blows the lock off the door and then Johnny jokingly turns and says, now you've got to admit she has her uses. And Sonic (laughs) just goes... He actually says... There's a big
2: hump with
0: his arms folded. (laughs) 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 And that, and as well as... Stop taking the spotlight off me. I'm Sonic (laughs) Hedgehog.
1: I don't have a girlfriend. Girls, smell. (laughs) (laughs) And as well as doing the Sonic and Amy comedy there, that sets up Amy so that later on do you know what I mean like she mm. is the one who saves the day in this one essentially and this sets her up Nigel's doing that thing again that British comics writers of the day thing where seven pages is all you need to do everything because we haven't even met
0: the guest villain that no. this strip is named after no. you
1: know who comes in on page four
0: I want an entrance
1: oh <coughs> so it's so good in so many ways number one the drawing number two the design number three the caption <laughs>
0: Yeah, so plasma is this pure energy being. He's this being of white and blue fire with a big toothy Richard Elson mouth mm. and a little a little red eyes. He looks a lot like the Incredible Hulk villain Zax, who was a being of living electricity. Uh. One of the prisoners says, "We've got to get out of here before he comes back." Sonic says, "Who?" And then boom! Woof. Before I come back, you fools,
2: I am plasma, Master of Electron.
1: And then Megadroid's little caption says... He's the master of positive ions, too, but he never talks about it.
2: <laughs> That's, that is amazing! <laughs>
0: brilliant that's what we like it doesn't in any way undercut the menace of this figure no. that
1: richard elson has drawn it's just it's a great level. like it does it's there to undermine it but also it doesn't because of the tone of the car it's just great it's perfect it's very throwbacky
0: i would call plasma probably the most memorable one-shot villain since megatox
1: mm. oh yeah i was gonna say if you if you were not going to include megatox i'd have had words but you did No, okay. that, that was it he's the one <laughs> i don't know
0: if he is more or less memorable mm. than him but since him definitely yeah and then standing right beside him, my name's Albatus, if anyone's interested. <laughs> <laughs> this, I don't know what kind of creature he is exactly, he looks no. like. He's something, he's got a big snout nose. Mm, naked mole rat. <laughs> yeah, that'll do, yeah. That's about yeah. right, yeah. Uh, and then Sonic, uh, well, it's Sonic, so he jumps at him, doesn't he?
1: Yep, he tries just his best. flings
0: himself at him, but uh, but, he, but gets, he just foofs through. Yep, because he's made of pure energy. He tries all his tricks, you know, he does a sonic cyclone Yeah, he, whoosh, yeah gives it a drill, go. I am pure energy.
2: Nothing you do affects me, I can affect you like this.
0: Fires a big energy ball at him. So like, There's nothing I can do. I can't even touch the creep. And Amy comes in. Don't give up, Sonic. He was worried there for a second. Do you really think so? Uh, anyway I'm, I'm, who said anything about giving up love it love it
1: yes. just a li- that's what amy's there to build him up you know she's, go- she's goaded him into stepping back into a fight that they both agree there's no point in him doing because he c- there's nothing he can do but sonic's got his pride amy's played on that to send sonic back into fight so that she thinking to herself that's no, the spirit can go over to this little fella Abacus, bonk him on the head. <laughs> but it's like a twofold goading, cause she like
0: she appeals to his sense of pride by saying, "Don't mm. give up," and he's like, "I wasn't going to give up. Who said I was giving up? I'm giving yeah. up. I'm going to keep on fighting. Him. I'm going to give up." But then she also says he was worried there, and so it's like, "What do yeah. you think so for real?" And like the mask yeah. of cool, just for a second, he's like, oh, well, you think so? Can
1: yeah. I... Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Sure. You know, I was going.
2: Brilliant. <laughs>
0: That's amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Really? No. No. Yeah. Nigel is really fitting loads into every panel of this, character-wise, plotting-wise. This is this is brilliant. So she bonks him on the edge. Yes, she, Sonic um,
0: throws himself at Plasma, and she thinks to herself, that's the spirit. Then she goes over to Abacus, uh, never mind me. Uh, shouldn't you be
1: helping your hedgehog friend? And she goes, that's just what I'm doing, Buster. Bonk. And she bonks him on the edge, And then she grabs his little control box, crunches that under her foot, and sure enough, Plasma just... Disappears, Oof. just bursts and dissolves, and of course Sonic, with further goading from Amy, reckons he did it. You beat Plasma, Sonic. She says, "I did. I mean, of course I did." <laughs> it's, it's almost like, <laughs> oh, look at the, look at the next balloon. I didn't spot this in my first read. You see, Amy, you should never give up. <laughs> and she's doing her That's big wide-eyed act.
0: You're so right as
1: always. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh, look, we, we better get out of here. And then we get this little. Moments set away from Sonic who's dealing with the the people. And Johnny says, you don't fool me, Amy. It was you who defeated that plasma monster, so why are you letting Sonic think it was him? Sonic's the hero of Mobius, a symbol of hope to the people. It's important
0: that they think it's him who wins the day. I prefer to stay out of the public eye. And let's face it, Sonic takes the credits so well as we pan over to him shaking everybody's hands and all the back slapping. (laughs) It's great.
1: And what we've done there is we've looped back to the regime stuff. Exactly. To the fact that it could, like, you could take that
0: stuff out of it and just have it be the joke and just have it be like a little Sonic and Mm. Amy based story and just base it all around that. But the fact that it's all about how she, like, manages their relationship (laughs) and uses it specifically to build up sonic as an icon as a hope to keep the people hoping and believing to push back against this regime what a great little one shot
1: so good that this is part of amy's contribution to the war effort she don't just this. be the one with the crossbow you know yeah that's not oh, all that she has going for her it's so uh, month right this would be described as a Monster of the Week. Mm. And I think when we think of Monster of the Week stories, we just think like, I am baddie! And then they defeat the baddie. But Monster of the Week, done well, can and should be used to explore stuff about the characters. This does a lot for Amy's character, and it gives us one of those one of those great little boosts to the status quo we've been celebrating recently, where it's like, remember kids, this is what is going on in this world. This is great! I didn't expect it
0: going into it. No! You, know, you just have these sort of preconceived notions about what the little one-shot stories in between. And, you know, at this point, we should probably, like, disabuse ourselves of that. Yeah. Having had the Porker Leaves issue last issue with the big introduction of this concept of robotic stepping up as terror campaign, yep. this issue being what it was, yep. and next issue, by the way... Just being quietly trailed down here at the bottom as <laughs> Return to the Miracle Planet. <laughs> Jesus. That's still a big Metallics head, don't forget. No, oh, that yeah. didn't get undone. Oh, so we gonna go, Did I mean, we want No, I mean, that's, they just destroyed the Metallicses. They, they'd oh. already cyberformed the planet. So oh. I presume next issue it will be about tidying up that bit of business. Brilliant. And hey, I gotta tell you, like, if the stuff that's going on right now before we hit the next big epic storyline can keep up the level of quality we've been seeing these last couple of issues, bring it on! Keep it coming! I'm yeah. loving these one-shots we're getting right now.
2: Pirate <laughs> zone! Pirate pirate zone! Please, yes, mind your language. <laughs> pirate zone. OSTC, what you can do with imagination and a sheet of paper. Arr! Arr! Boomers who get their arr! work printed will receive a pack of Crayola pens. Arr! Arr! Well, there's not a single stretch in
0: the uh, in no. the graphic zone this time. Every single one of these bad boys is 100%
1: piratical. Yeah, it definitely is. Number one, bang, Rodney Fernandez in London. Tails as a pirate. He's got a pirate hat. Yeah, it's a, it's not a pirate hat, because uh, Rodney has decided not to bother trying to draw a skull and crossbones, so he's just done an X. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were
0: going to talk about how it's just kind of... It's almost like it's floating behind his head. Oh,
1: well, I give him... Yeah, It's so hard to draw a hat on these people.
0: Yeah, it's, dif- it's difficult to draw Sonic characters wearing hats, exactly, yeah.
1: Unless you're able to think far enough ahead to be like, don't draw his ears, do them poking through the hat. That's right. Um, which...
0: You gotta have the ears poked through the hat.
1: Which Rodney has not done, but, you know, I'll let him off. Also, I don't know, I feel like he needed to look at some reference for the hook, which just kind of looks like the end of an eel or something, but whatever, it's fine. It's a perfectly good. Oh, no, it's not bad. No, it's a perfectly good drawing of a uh, tail. Interesting, angry little mouth on him, isn't it? It's like it's been turned around 180 degrees and diagonal, and uh, it's, a, it's a funny one.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't describe it exactly. It's just a little triangle hole and a big dirty hash mark to illustrate his it. dirty, 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 unclean pirate yes, face. Yeah, he's got a
1: bit of that on his forehead
0: as well, hasn't he? Just down below that and to the right from Martin Conway in Cambridge, we've got a more of... A, you know, Tails is very much the pirate captain there. Mm. Uh, and we've got, from Martin Conway in Cambridge, is more of a sort of bosun Sonic <laughs> type affair. Uh, the old <laughs> yes, pirate head scarf look.
1: Yes, and a good trick when you're drawing Sonic as a pirate, uh, earring through the spine good idea the head spike not his back not his spine (laughs) that's a now that's a pirate if he's got a spine ring, (laughs) that's captioned sonic spots the difference because of the spotty head scarf and above that there is and you know i hadn't looked carefully enough and as soon as i saw this drawing i was like oh, what's this copied from? I wonder if it's a yes. Garfield like Jess Padkin. And then I looked down, Jessica Padkin, Lester, and I went straight. I did two things at once. Number one, I sent a picture of it to Jess and said, right, what's this then? And number two, I googled... Pirate Garfield. Pirate comp- And I found <laughs> yes. it. I found I found straight away the precise picture that she's drawn this from. She's copied the entirety of the cover of a book called garfield in disguise garfield in disguise <laughs> in which garfield is a, a pirate with a peg leg he's got one foot up on a treasure chest and behind him is Odie, like you know kind of going uh, Garfield, garfield you know he's he's, he's he's got his hand on his shoulder he's like uh, there's a ghosty
0: over here because there's a big scary ghosty coming him. out and obviously it's uh, it's
1: exactly the same first mate styling yes. as sonic yes, just below is. he's got the spotty headscarf and the earring yep and uh, so jess has redrawn this of course as sonic and tails when i looked at it i was like who in the original garfield drawing is tails instead of because it's too anthropomorphized for Odie. a bit yeah but it is it's Odie. by then Odie was just anthropomorphized
0: I'd have to say this is not
1: nearly so visibly,
0: obviously copied from a Garfield, mm. like like the previous ones we've seen, where there was something about the feet on the knuckle surfing yeah. one, or the the pizza stretch with the big yeah. square Garfield teeth yeah. on the Sonic one. This one, uh, it's definitely just stealing the pose. Yeah, and you know, and the very precise details of the treasure, of the chest treasure, with, and their clothes yeah. and the sword and everything. Well, that's the thing. That's um, the
1: thing. When I said to Jess about this. She did say, like, yeah, and I changed the characters so much, I might as well have just drawn my own original pirate picture of them. But what tipped me off was the wooden sword. So, there's no reason for it to be a wooden sword if a child is drawn. You do that to get away with putting a weapon in Garfield's hand, don't you?
0: Do You know, but you can even look at the wooden sword and you can see, look how she's put a little knot in uh-huh. the
1: wood that isn't in the original artwork. Oh, that must be a reference to M. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you look at the
1: continuing
0: evolution of young jessica padkins yeah. style we're seeing here look she's experimenting with hatching
1: yes yeah around the it and it, at first i thought it was a bit of you know five o'clock shadow to make sonic look rugged but it's all across exactly all of what it. i thought yes, yeah but it's everywhere, yeah. <laughs> yeah no she's she's evolving her art style before our eyes and yes she's Cause now, that's not copied from the
0: garfield image again i should say no like, that the hatching isn't lifted from that or anything yeah
1: so she's getting better and she's stepping away from You know, she's she's not not copying Garfield. She has copied this picture very precisely, but she's getting to where she doesn't need to do that anymore. Presumably because she's jealous of her brother. (laughs) <laughs> who got printed with an original picture last issue or whenever it was
0: it's like you can see how these two objectives are kind of butting up against each other with the mm. tails whereas odie is closer into garfield yes. and has his big swollen odie paw up on yes. garfield's shoulder tails is very much placing a limp hand on sonic's shoulder from a great distance <laughs> in the way she's drawn this particular shot
1: i think she's done a great job of translating the two faces to sonic characters yes now. i think so too yeah
0: hasn't just put a garfield mouth on sonic no but that's it the,
1: the tails doesn't resemble Odie at all yeah and same with sonic and garfield really but what i love is how precise she's been in that both of their headdresses cover their eyes up just a little bit which is part of how the garfield and Odie are drawn and that yeah, that to yeah. me feels like she's looked at that and gone okay so i'll cover that slightly up
0: change it just enough so the teacher doesn't notice yes. you've copied your homework <laughs>
1: yes I had one of these and I didn't understand it. On this cover it says, The world's favourite cat in his fourth spectacular TV special. But it was just a book of comics. So I guess they, I guess Jim Davis, or whoever was being Jim Davis at the time, was doing like graphic novel adaptations of the animated cartoons. I don't quite know the ins and outs of it, but the one I had was, was great there we go garfield's halloween adventure originally titled garfield in disguise is a
0: 1985 american animated television special based on the comic strip so yeah that was obviously just an adaptation of uh, of that the special with a ghost story with a pirate theme
1: originally aired around halloween so there you go jess uh now, now that you're older and better at drawing adapt the entire comic into sonic and tales for us please <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> alistair williams
0: It's a familiar sounding name. I wonder Hmm. if he sent a picture in before. From West Sussex, Game Gear owner. He's drawn uh, a a Captain song. Yeah. Uh, It's a very nice looking one. Yeah, yeah.
1: Full on. Lots of gold epaulettes and gold twiddly bits on the coat and so on. And a quite intricate design on his cape that's. Is that just a skull and crossbones, but with Sonic spikes coming off it? Is that what that is?
0: I think it must be, yeah. I was trying to figure it out, but
1: it must be. It must be, but also it, it must be from something that they've got. They must have a pirate toy or something that this is based on, because it's so complex. Oh, yeah, that's, it's so intricate. It could just
0: be based on a picture book of pirates, yeah. but it's it's based on something, yeah. But it's done well, translating it. Mm. Uh, it's just Sonic's head otherwise on this body, you know. No no concessions to having the spikes point, uh, poke out of his... Uh, out of his shirt or his tail sticking between his legs or anything. Yeah. Similar deal from Nathan Maybank on the right there, which is another little uh, head scarf. <laughs> look, I don't know, what's Tails as a pirate? I can't keep this. Yeah. He's got an eye patch, he's got a head scarf, he's got a little dagger, he's wearing a black jacket with a skull and crossbones on it. Yeah. The shipwrecked look <laughs> is how STC <laughs> describes this particular fashion choice. Little cut off jeans. He's wearing them Daisy Dukes. Sure,
1: yes, yeah. Well, you have to look good, don't you? Oh, and he doesn't have any tails. Oh, yeah. Well, they're, they're tucked up in the, <laughs> That's it. Yeah. In the trunk. Knuckles, wow. Um, mm. Knuckles is what's Knuckles here. He there's so much going on. He is a pirate, but it's a very intricate and interesting design with lots of stripey sleeves and trousers. Instead of a hook for a hand, he's got a pair of
0: scissors. Yeah, and instead of a peg leg, he's got I like don't a know robot what
1: foot or something. Yeah, I think so. Something interesting. It's a
0: little unusual, and he's got a yin yang symbol on his chest too. Don't don't quite know what's going on here. This is from Nedja Deepa from Wiggiston in New York. And then we close out with, of course, it's still very much a pirate one, but just a slightly quirky and different one from Aaron Friend and Croydon. This is the
1: best one, as far as i can concerned. It, it, it is kind of, isn't it?
0: Isn't it funny how pirate ships keep looking like their owners?
1: <laughs> 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 this is Dr. Robotnik as a boat. As a little boat, not even a big ship. <laughs> I mean, it could be a big ship. You don't know. It could be. The masthead would have to be very big, if so. Um, oh masthead that explains the interesting patterning at the bottom is he meant to be a sort of mermaid yes i think
0: that's been done by somebody who hasn't fully thought through exactly why things look the way they look but yeah <laughs> it's it's a pirate ship with dr robotnik as a masthead so it's got a big scaly yes. mermaidy sort of shaft oh, <laughs> i yeah, use yes. that word yes. with some distaste Topped with Dr. Robotnik's head, wearing an eye patch and a spotty headscarf.
1: Yes, something about the fact that he's fully coloured and wearing a headscarf, which he wouldn't normally do, but now he's a pirate, <laughs> it makes it look like, yes, this isn't just a masthead, this is Dr. Robotnik as a boat. And he's got a little flag on the back of him that says DR. It looks like LR, but it's DR.
0: I was going to say, does it say Dr. R? Oh, it might. I mean, there's a D and then there's a small sort of dotty shape down there. It either says D.R or Dr. R. Yeah,
1: Yeah, because it's on a black flag that's been scribbled. So some of the the lines we're seeing as the sticks of the R could be scribble. Yeah, and he's got an inverted skull and crossbones flag, and he seems to have a—he's got a trapdoor in him, which I can't tell if that's a skull or a keyhole. You know, that's on it. I'm gonna say keyhole. Oh, oh, it's neither. It's a trapdoor ring, isn't it? That you pull. Of, course, oh. it of course it is. Of course it is.
0: Stupid. How did we not see that? S- Silly man! We're not consuming <laughs> enough pirate based media. I've got a quick fix for that. Let's <laughs> turn the
2: page. The Ghost Ship Power Five. Written by Nigel Kitchen. <laughs> by Nigel and letters by Eleanor. <laughs> uh, we might be pushing this a bit far now. Don't you think me? I don't know. We might have to scale it back a bit going forward. Going forward. Arr, arr. In the Tantoror dimension, Knuckles, Plunder, and company meet the race's leader, at Kratos. He explains that the Tantoror our heroes encountered are renegade members of the race. Servants of the deceased evil mystic Orkim Roe. They've come to Mobius to capture slaves to build a monument that will serve as a tomb for their master. Knuckles is determined to rescue the slaves, so Eklitos sends him back to the ghost ship to face the renegade Tantaror alone.
0: <laughs> yeah! Yeah! lot of explaining in this one yeah nothing wrong with that inherently but just a lot of explain like there's a lot of explaining but there's also kind of a nice twist in it Mm. and it turns out this giant menacing glowing devil red floating
1: elephant god perfectly nice bloke i was so excited <laughs> opening this one and remembering that yeah they're now stuck on the decking of a house built into a mountain a perfect sphere of which has been teleported into it's an been... alien god dimension by a sort of space ganesh that isn't even in any way particularly silly it's just like a straight up god in a god dimension yeah it's, it's wicked this Akletos, eklitos ekk I looked it up Ancient Greek meaning someone appointed to judge or render decision. Oh, okay. Mm. I wonder how that's pronounced in Greek then. The spiritual leader of the Tantarora he introduces himself as, so. Yes. Um And he's just he's got he's in the air, legs crossed, you know, arms out in that sort of prayer pose, and then then they just sort of dangle down after that. Nigel Dobbin is a really good Isn't he though? So he wants
0: to know how they've got the idol. Plunder tries to bluff him by hiding it behind his back. Real convincing job there. Well done. I oh, don't know what you're talking about. And Knuckles simply takes it out of his hand. He's got it right here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Knuckles, yeah.
0: Knuckles is not here to muck about in this stupid pirate themed <laughs> adventure he has accidentally found himself caught up in. Yeah, I actually really like how this chapter of it pulls it back around to being a Knuckles story because uh, yeah. I think I said last issue maybe even the issue before that it's just kind of been a Captain Plunder not that there's anything wrong no, 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 no. with the Captain Plunder story that. but it has very much been Captain Plunder wants the magic idol from, uh, from the ghost ship and then they go and hide out in his house in a town of pirates and Knuckles is also yeah. there but no, it, Knuckles essentially uh, seizes the reins of the plot mm. and makes it about his wants and needs again. Yes. Captain Plunder trying to bargain and I don't know what you're talking about. And then it's next, you know, if you want this idol so
1: badly, maybe we can make a deal. At every turn, Knuckles is like, don't be stupid. <laughs> just see we're on our depth here. And I like how um, Nigel Dobbin has captured the sadness of this god. Yeah. There's a close up on its eye. And for the first time, you're like, oh, wait, no, he's just really sad about this. You, you fail to understand. understand.
2: When I remotely operated the idol, I
1: expected to transport the
0: three
2: heretics here, not you.
0: Kitching likes that word, heretic. Remember he Mm
1: -hmm. used it before in the Sandopolis Stone Pyramid story, when the Stone Guardian called them heretics for opening the pyramid? Now you say there's a lot of explaining, but if you want to explain something, get Nigel Dobbin on board, because here we've this got... This is true, isn't it? This is, this is, lovely... o- this
0: is on par with that
1: you flashback yeah. stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. It's a similar trick, because you have the big face of the person telling the story up in the corner, and then you get a page of overlap, no borders or anything, no panels, just overlapping images of the things that mm. he's talking about. And it just makes it look absolutely gorgeous, and that is the Tantoros standing around the Jade coffin in which they are.
0: And it's the fact That it's simply jade it's this beautiful green burial casket or or death bed of this evil priest or Kim Roe or Kim Roe. You looked that one up. You didn't find anything. No, it stinks of being an anagram, doesn't it? Oh, I suppose. But I couldn't make anything out of it. Morky or I
2: can't get anything out of it. You know,
1: (laughs) and he's gold and black, where they're just gold. And then you get an image of the ghost ship and then the jackal-headed tantaror making slaves build the pyramid and this is just a hypothetical this hasn't happened yeah. yet he's just explaining but he's showing them building this black pyramid on yeah. on some sort of glass steps and you can see that the pyramid points down again at the bottom which i think is really cool is it that or is it is it its shadow or its reflection yeah it's tricky yeah. to
0: tell and you're not even really like meant to this is a mm. non-euclidean dimension
1: yeah it's brilliant oh
0: it's great but yeah, it's upon hearing that this is what they uh, plan to do with these Mobians. Knuckles, you know, remember seeing the captured people on the ship. And uh, yeah, he simply says, the only thing that matters to me is rescuing those people. And so it's like he just reaches and just, ping, just activates the idol. And uh, off Knuckles disappears, leaving Plunder and Filch and Zorabel and everyone else there in the Dunderor Dimension. Zorabel just has the one line of dialogue this issue. This this character's got to be something later, right? I think we said that already. Mm. Something something very stand out about her. He disappears, and Zorabel's just like,
2: "Don't think I forgot who got us into this mess." <laughs>
0: I can't tell if Plunder is shocked at Knuckles disappearing or openly terrified of Zorobel. <laughs>
1: oh, yes, I see what you mean, yeah. This is the little ping of where
0: Knuckles has vanished just in between them. Then Knuckles rematerializes in the hold of the slave ship, and uh, before he can get them free. Go oh, that last panel. Mm.
1: Oh, yeah. Dobbin. Dobbin yeah.
0: off the top rope. Look at that.
1: Yep. Yeah. All three baddie Tantarors showing up and just being menacing. Just being like, we're bad. Hello, we're bad. Return to
0: Return us the idol of Tantragore, Tantra-Gor, or face the consequences. Tantragor. Doesn't really matter. I said the line. I said what I said. <laughs> Next
1: issue, no escape for Knuckles. I mean, that can't fool me. I think probably, he will. He's probably going to escape, yeah. yeah. I'm onto them. Yeah, exactly. I'm onto this, Nigel, now. No
0: escape for Knuckles question mark <laughs> so there is an answer to the question and the answer is no <laughs> Now they got this all wrong no escape for knuckles no
2: escape for knuckles speaking of
1: knuckles
0: yes on the facing page is the old knockout special ad we've seen it before have we seen it before? Have we seen the full-page one before? Ooh, I don't remember if they've shown it in full-page No, I think we've
1: now. had a half-page before, and it was about when it's going to come out. But this version, knuckle down to it, get your copy now. So, I guess it's out? It is not. Right? Yeah, uh, they're just
0: wrong. It's the. It's two weeks before it comes out yet. Okay, how, how do we know that? Well, we previously had the date told to us in the control zone, the issue after they originally announced it. Yeah, but what if that was wrong? No, they told they told us a date one time. Then the next issue, they were like, yep, no, we've completely changed the date of that. <laughs> and also Megadroid does reaffirm that changed date in the letters page, this issue.
1: All right. But in this new version, which is the same as the previous advert and the same as the cover, it says now that you can win a Knuckles cuddly toy and artwork, both of which I'm feeling kind of annoyed I didn't win, Mm. plus 32X and Chaotix Games to be won. I'm, I'm fine with that.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: you know, you'd want a 32X. I'd have loved to win those even if it's more that you've made your peace with not owning them at this point in your life because the game turns out to be bad the question is would i have convinced myself in 1996 that knuckles chaotix was good this is it by playing it i mean if i owned it would i have convinced myself it was good i don't know well sonic fans are doing that day in day out Mm. to Mm. this day that's the thing that's the thing maybe that's our unfortunate nature as people who like sonic had i cut my teeth on chaos tell ourselves a lot of things are good (laughs) <laughs> and a Knuckles interview and a pin-up and more. But you'll find out more about that whenever it is that we release the episode where we cover the Knuckles Knockout special. It's going to mean a lot of editing. We'll record it. When you'll get it, I don't know.
0: Yeah, we already know when we're recording it. Yes. When you get it. Play along at home, waiting to find out.
2: <laughs> Review zone. Review zone.
0: Reviewed by Chris Jones. This is one of those games I've never played. Mm. Or if I did play it, I maybe played a little bit of it, like on a demo in a video game shop or something, maybe.
1: That sounds like you did, because you'd remember if you didn't, and I remember that I didn't, because this is a weird game. Yeah, but it's one that you often hear, like singled out sometimes as as, ah. as notable
0: uh, later. I think this was put on some Sonic compilations so as like a hidden extra game oh. here and in, in, in a few, oh. maybe the Mega Collection, something like that. Yeah, mm. yeah. You, you
1: control a puddle of green slime. Yes, and it seems to be, uh, having looked this up, it seems to be sort of whatever the relevant term of the day would be for sort of procedurally generated. It's a The outside of the puddle. It's not just a drawing of a puddle that you move around and it's pre-animated. It's it's deciding where the outside of the puddle should be. And uh, to punch baddies, you sort of flail out a strip of puddle at them and things like that. It says here, um, The ooze is Dr. Kane, a scientist who knew too much about his corporation's plans to develop a deadly plague and then use it to extort money from different governments. Dr. Kane was injected with a bright green liquid by the evil Director, and now he's become a pool of green slime with only a skull and fist remaining from his human form. Yuck. And he needs to recover his human structure by searching out his DNA helixes. Something about that made me think of Dr. Kane here as a uh, a sad figure who has been reduced to this sad puddle that's trying to reclaim its physical form. Yeah. If you look at the game, he is a cackling skull. He's having a brilliant time. Oh, okay. He's bobbing up and down out of his puddle going, ah. <laughs> <laughs> when you get a speed boost power-up, the whole puddle turns yellow and blasts through everything supersonic style, but now suddenly... Wearing sunglasses. This game looks great.
0: That actually does sound tremendous. <laughs> yep. I would have played some, only I can't find the USB cable I have that oh. transfers data to stick it on oh my Mega Drive heck.
1: Mini. Oh, in neck. You're down to one data USB, are you? I don't know where it
0: is. I
2: don't know.
1: <laughs> Plenty of charging ones. The data ones gone yeah. missing there. Should be illegal. Why is it legal to make ones that don't do everything that they're supposed to do? Never mind. You looked it up, and that's good enough for this show the game is very playable and it's fun slipping around the graphics are not top drawer d-r-a-w it's drawer d-r-a-w-e-r top the top drawer the things in the top drawer not top drawer like you've drawn something at the top of something i looked that up by the way i already thought that was the case (laughs) it is magic carpet is the next one reviewed for the saturn by mr yes. david
2: gibbon hello
1: there mr david gibbon i thought
0: he disappeared into the sunset yes because grace jones has been doing the uh the cube zone for a while
1: now who has what grace jones has Chris Jones. Oh, Chris Jones. They said Grace Jones. God, could you imagine Grace Jones doing the Q Zone (laughs) section
0: of it? Just be flinging insults at you for cheating in the first place. And if it didn't work, it would be your
1: fault. (laughs) Well, it would bring a bit of cred to the Q Zone. (laughs) Yeah, um, Magic Carpet, I never played this one. Tech had slipped away from me at this Mm. stage. Um, But anyway, I never thought it looked like the sort of thing I'd want to play. I
0: don't know it, but I'm looking at these and looking at these screenshots, Mm. I can't comprehend it either i don't see a carpet anywhere is it a first person perspective thing yes what the hell kind of flying game has you going with a first person well i guess the
1: ones that were coming out around now because they were playing with 3d but yeah the magic carpet was a bullfrog game and bullfrog were like the best developer on On the amiga Amiga. hey haven't had one of those in a while yes syndicates and your theme parks and things like that and um this was I don't know for sure that it was their first foray into modern 3D, but it was the one that I noticed first. And it was what it was all it was is it was a fly around and shoot at things game, you know, a, a modern version of the space harrier format. Um, except the gimmick is that you are a a man on a magic carpet, and so you're there's cutscenes of him getting on his magic carpet, and you're um you're flying about on your magic carpet, and you're shooting at magic things, and you're collecting things like golden eggs and stuff like that. So you'd think it would be something I would be into, but. The problem is... It's rubbish. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't remember how it reviewed. No, because it's been very well reviewed here. Gets an overall 94%. Raves, the game is a must for your Saturn system, and graves, none. This guy absolutely loves it. It sounds brilliant. My problem with it is that it's one of those examples of early 3D where Ah. what they are imagining they're doing is far beyond what they're able to do. So imagine this. Imagine a 3D first-person perspective magic carpet game, which sounds good because it means, you know, you're just free flying right in any in all directions here's the problem the draw distance is about as long as your arm oh, so right. you are watching the ground fake that's why the screenshots don't make much sense look at them again now
0: mm. yeah yeah no, when you say that now i'm I'm comprehending yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And, you, and the whole thing looks like it's well actually they seem to have set a lot of it in snow which kind of sort of excuses it in a way like it's yeah, m- yeah. misty snowy uh look to things but I couldn't play a game like that where you're only seeing what's popping up the moment it pops up ahead of you.
0: Gibbon says here it's been programmed with one Mm of the best 3D intro sequences ever. (laughs) Maybe at the time. (laughs) And you know what? It does look better than these screenshots. I'll give it that. But it's like you say, Dave. You could see they truly had ambition for what they were trying to do, but technology was
1: not yet capable of living up to it. No, sadly not. So, great idea, and apparently a good game, but not something I was interested in.
0: Yeah, I looked it up, it seems to have been well-received across the board. Pure gaming genius, (laughs) Gibbon calls it here at the very end. So, fair play to it. It's also on the PlayStation, which, as we all know, (laughs) wouldn't be out for years yet, (laughs) so I don't know how that works.
1: (laughs) Force. The Curse of Xeon, Part 6, written by Nigel Kitching, art by Martin Griffiths, colours by Gina Hart, and letters by Steve Potter. Using his new powers, Bowie teleports the Shining Force back to Grand Seal Island, where they overpower the Xeonites guarding the nuclear bomb. At Zink's direction, Bowie uses his sword to open the seal to the abyss, into which the team pushes the bomb closing the portal again just as it blows the day is saved but it's just the beginning for the legend of the new shining force he says in tones of irony yes
0: and written in those tones
1: yes (laughs) i genuinely don't know if i
0: have anything to say on this because Mm -hmm. what happens in it is that and
1: that's what happens in it and that's it i found some interest because I've been really interested all the way through the whole series in this idea that they've found a nuclear bomb. They the baddies who found the nuclear bomb and want to use it, they seem to think that what they're going to do with it is essentially like burst a bubble that's like magic yeah. so they need a big a big bang to burst it. They're just casting a spell as far yeah. as they're concerned, yeah. you know, and the
0: and the spell they cast will open the seal.
1: Yeah. But Zink here is like, "No, no, uh, mm, I'm mm, I'm from the apocalypse." I know what that is. This is going to destroy everything. Um, in fact, I thought I—I I almost thought that they. it sounded a bit small when they said, oh, it's going to destroy a section of this island.
0: Yes, uh, uh, the portal, the tower, and half of Grand Seen Island. And Taya says hundreds of innocent people will yeah. die. And I'm sitting there thinking, I feel like you're understating it a little bit there, to be honest. Because yeah. Zink's just got through calling it a terrifying weapon no civilized people would ever dream of using a yeah. commentary. Of, uh, <laughs> commentary.
1: <so far laughs> um, but yeah, no, I've been really interested in this aspect of it. And also, like, yeah, what are you going to do to stop this thing? I like the fact that they're, you know, once they've started the countdown, it cannot be stopped. And they're all like, yeah, jog on. But then things like, no, no, no. It, it He's right. He's pressed it now. This is just going to go off, and there's nothing anyone can do to stop it.
0: I like, speaking of the countdown, I like that little bit uh, it returns back to that bit where they couldn't read the English words mm. written on the bunker wall when they found it they're looking at the countdown clock and it's what do these symbols mean? Symbols. Nobody knows, but when they change to two ovals, <laughs> the spell will cast Yeah, yeah I, can, boy, well, that I love that. Yeah, I like yeah. that, yeah Tell me this, hmm. I've only literally just noticed this now six issues in, so I have to even ask has Zinc always had that pull-string-operated steam vent control hanging off his shoulder. Oh,
1: my goodness. Huh. I hadn't noticed that before.
0: I feel like we would have noticed that before, if not, right? It's a little handle. It's a little mm. bar of metal yeah. held by two strands of wire at each end, which come to a point which, you know, hangs from a lever
1: connected to his chimney. So, basically, he pulls it and he goes, woo every so often to let, to let steam out. I'm always a fan of when a robot has to physically operate part of himself like he was a different... but Do you know what I mean? Like a robot should just be able to vent his steam because he's a machine.
0: Because there's a bit of him, you know, in the same way that we humans are able to (laughs) vent our unwanted gases (laughs) without having to, you know, pull a special
1: (laughs) part of us. Yeah, no, he has to take his hand, lift it up, hold the little handle and pull it and poop, poop, out comes the steam. (laughs) Peep, peep, sad zinc. (laughs) Rolling his eyes. But then they use the sword to, to burst the bubble of the portal. So it's not a portal. Like, I was a bit confused at first, because they're like, Let's, we'll destroy this portal, and that will free Xeon. Mm. So I thought they meant, like, oh, is it that the big stone, really coolly drawn, which is like two yeah. sort of dragons nose to nose and tail to tail, makes this ring around this portal. But no, they're hoping to just, like, burst the film on it to essentially get him out. It's a, the portal itself is what traps him in the other place. Whereas normally a portal would be how to get to another place.
0: Well, I would say that this is the hole in our world that leads to the other realm. Uh And then this film over the top of it is what stops him coming through it. It's like if you smashed up those dragons, the hole would still be there in the air. You know what
1: I mean? Yeah. So they stick the magic sword into it to kind of Burst it, it's not like exactly
0: it. the most dramatic uh, rendering of opening a portal with a magic sword, is it? And he just
1: gets down in his hands and he's
2: just, just, let me just get in there just, just, and just dips the <laughs> end of the
1: sword into the thing. And then they push this nuke into it and it seals up again. He seals it up again with the sword because that's his part. And, and they're having to be quick because it's like, oh, Zeon's going to notice. It's not, mm. not that Bursting the Portal brings Xeon through. It's that Xeon, yeah, you're like, oh, cool, I can go it's through. It's a
0: hole. Is that, oh, wicked sweet.
1: The, <laughs> the slightly
0: more dramatic version of this... Mm which probably requires another page to accomplish, uh-huh. has Xeon sense that the portal is open. Yeah. And we see things from the other side of the portal. We see the Abyss. We see Xeon in the Abyss. We see him make his way towards the portal yeah. only to have a nuclear bomb dropped in his face. You know, with <laughs> yeah. the implication being that detonating the bomb within the Abyss probably destroys Xeon there. Probably. You know, you probably don't need to reseal the portal. That's probably the more yeah. dramatic conclusion of this. Whereas the bomb blows zeon but it's all right because it happens on the other side and it destroys the statues of the dragons and the rift itself and everything is sealed and you don't have to worry anymore after that that's probably the more cinematic
1: conclusion to the story goes you would think wouldn't you that the reason to seal up the portal again would be so that the nuke doesn't nuke its way into this dimension Mm. but it still does like a big mushroom cloud or, or something Well, uh, yeah, a column of something
0: comes out. He does seal the portal again. The the bomb is sealed in the abyss. He does close the thing, but it's like there's. It's if the bomb can do that from inside the abyss, so there's enough of a, a kickback, as Mm. it were. You know, you can the tower shakes perhaps again. Imagine, don't imagine it as being a literal column of fire shooting out of the portal, which is what the art makes it look like. Yeah, that's not you know because. I got some bad news for these guys if that's really what's happened here. Is the, uh, the old legend of the new Shining Voice is going to be extremely short lived if they just took a face full of nuclear radiation?
1: Well, maybe that is why we don't see them again. Oh,
2: no!
0: <laughs> and then Obi-Wan Kenobi pops out the sword again. I wasn't sure if oh, yeah. we would see him again. I thought maybe he might have, you know, fused with Max to pyre him up to his new form. You've done better than I could have hoped for. <laughs> Your first test is over and you have come through it with honour. Let the forces of evil beware. The world of Rune has new champions. The Shining Force. Do you want Shining Force back? Let STC know.
1: And here we are at a milestone moment in STC, yes. in TP. Yes, we keep decap attack, but as we've said time and time again, that's just part it of the furniture really here in STC. Yeah. We love it. And when we say that, we don't mean it doesn't count as a good comic. It's one of no. our favourite ones. Yeah. But it doesn't count as being based on a game anymore. Whereas this, this is the moment where never again will Sonic the Comic adapt a non-Sonic game. Yep. Here it is. They won't revisit any of the old ones.
0: No. And they won't do any new ones. And it's not presented as that. No. They you, probably you didn't wa- know. That's it. You do wonder, have they reached this decision already? Though they have. Mm. We've gone quite a bit now since, you know, the last, say, Streets of Rage or Shinobi or anything. You know, they probably have decided at this point that they're not going to bring those back. If only maybe because they're old games. You know, they may still have had it in their mind that they could do a Panzer Dragoon game or a Mm -hmm. Virtua Cop game or something. But uh, but no, it's here. It doesn't feel like anything special in the moment. And it's weird, but. Even in hindsight, knowing it now, looking back on it, it doesn't feel like a special or momentous event in any way. It just feels like the inevitable result of where the comic has been going for the last while.
1: Yeah. With Um, the
0: Sonic stories increasing their stakes and their drama so steadily and and spreading out to be the other three strips in the comic what this strip is and what it represents is just something that's quietly been dying off phased out within the larger comic
1: i guess the kids were interested mostly in sonic and that's good we're interested in sonic but i am sad i think the majority of the actual sega superstar strips i won't miss
0: oh you would say the majority yeah i don't know
1: because well there's loads that i've enjoyed right yeah But when I'm editing an episode or when I'm listening to one back and I get to a random Sega superstars, I'm like, okay, here we go. Let's get, you know, they're they're not the highlight to me, but the concept of them, I will miss forever. Those, those first days where we had that grown up feeling lineup of Golden Axe and Shinobi. I think I'll always miss that way more than I ever actually enjoyed reading them. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Um, It's such a good idea and it's something I'm so excited about and I... And I kind of wish... It's its just impossible,
0: isn't it, to compare one Sonic strip, Shinobi, Golden Axe, and Wonder Boy, or Sonic, Streets of Rage, mm-hmm. Kid Chameleon, and Decap Attack, mm-hmm. to Sonic, Knuckles, Sonic, and something else.
1: Yes, exactly. But it's purely in concept. Like, So, for example, if there was a comic running now that was like seven pages of Horizon Zero Dawn, seven pages of Elden Ring... Do you know what I mean? I'd read this. It'd be well good. (laughs) Done by the 2000 AD people.
0: Oh, wouldn't touch it with yours, mate. (laughs) 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 It's not in any way an inauspicious ending for them, because I've wound up, generally speaking, enjoying Shining Force quite a bit. Certain bits more than others, Mm -hmm. and uh, this final chapter is not the most interesting of the serial, Mm -hmm. but it brings things to the end in the way we described... Um, and there's just not much room for it to do much else. But as a serial on the whole, its uh, I find it difficult to judge. Mm. Because when it comes to Sonic, we have so prioritized and prized <laughs> and praised the comic for yeah. its game fidelity. Yeah. It feels weird to hand wave away the fact that this has buggery all to yeah. do with the game's. But the fact is that I don't care about the game, so don't even care, if I did so I wouldn't care. Oh, so. <laughs> no, it's not like we don't admit our biases
1: on this show. We've been very open about it since the start. Uh, we are a pair of preposterous old men. We truly are. <laughs> but but it just so you? happens that the thing we like is right and good and the best.
0: Yes. It's a funny coincidence that it
1: worked out that way. <laughs> but here we are. Nigel Kitching's Disco Elysium, five pages. <laughs> Mark Miller doing Yakuza. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah, you could. Yeah, I was going to say, what would you get <laughs> Mark Miller to do? Get him in to do Yakuza? Yeah. Uh, yeah that... <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mark Miller tried to get that going again, a comic in that format, a while back. Not a video game comic, but it was called Clint. Oh, it was a good couple yes. of years ago and I remember and it, it reprinted a portion of, of Kick-Ass and then it had a couple of other strips it, it, Frankie Boyle had a strip in it if I remember correctly
1: I remember being very annoyed that he called it Clint I was like, yes oh, well that's why done. I didn't read a single yes. issue of it because <laughs> yeah. it like,
0: cause he, uh, mm-hmm. he, he trailed the comic as if to say it's been something you know kids haven't been able to go out and pick up a comic with just a bunch of strips in it I'm like mm, so your solution to that is to produce a comic that no parent should let their child yeah. anywhere near mm. is it Yeah, yeah,
2: edgelord, douchebag
0: Anyway, that's uh, nothing to do with STC Except in the most tangential uh, way I mean, he's not wrong It is sad that we don't have comics like that anymore Uh, And this represents one of the last gasps of such a thing But it doesn't feel like it And as I reach the end of the story I find myself more excited for next issue. Tales is yeah. grounded than necessarily for any more adventures of these fellas. That's
1: it. They made a decision that we agreed with because we were exiting the time when we really knew what the current games were because we hadn't upgraded.
0: That's uh, part of it. Imagine if we'd had Saturns yeah. and we were playing... um <laughs> the hell was on the Saturn again? F- flip, flip, back Consult to the, the game, ch- list. And we were playing... D- Wing Arms and Sega Rally. Um, okay, that's probably bad examples. <laughs> you know, when you look down this list, and it's like, yeah, what do we got? Virtua Cop. You're not going to make a strip out of D. Not in a kids game, anyway. Maybe get Mark Miller in to do the Murder
1: Hospital adaptation of D. Mark Miller doing Worms, as if it was all about combat. <laughs> ah, yeah, that would actually be quite good.
0: Because I almost said Mark Miller's D, and I feel like that <laughs> is a whole other thing. <laughs> Farewell, shining force, and farewell to everything you represent. You are all right. No, no. Chris Jones on the Q Zone. David Gibbons' return has not extended this far. Yeah. Kick it off again with a thank you to contributors. Yeah, we noticed that recently. Yeah, first a really big thank you for a star letter from Stephen Raw of Northallerton in North Yorkshire, who virtually wrote a book on how to defeat the bosses on Sonic and Knuckles. And it was when I read that that I realized. I thought, you know, they were crediting people who'd send in things for this issue, yeah. and Dave. Hmm. sure did you yourself not tell the story on this very podcast of how you once rang a cheat line <laughs> and they didn't have any cheats yeah. for the game you wanted and you asked them that's right,
1: yeah. uh, do you want some do you want them <laughs> and <they> say, yeah
0: <laughs> and we, we see it in action <laughs> that's where cheats come from they yeah. like in the real world they are handed down across <laughs> the playground written on bits of paper tore out of your jotter yeah. That's how the, That's how Chris Jones got him. I don't know if that's how David Gibbon got him, but if he got him another way, he didn't leave the secrets behind in the office. He took his sources with him. Yeah. Chris Jones had to rely on Stephen Raw of North Allerton and Mark Mishila, who comes from Nairobi in Kenya, oh. who is not credited for contributing any cheats. No, or it doesn't He's say. just like, holy crap, there's somebody sending in a letter yeah. from Kenya.
1: It's amazing where you can find STC. Yeah. I wonder what Mark Mishila did right in with some cues apparently
0: there must have been cues or ace
1: this is super skid marks the game uh, we've laughed at the title before but of course that's the point it's an old game on oh, the amiga. amiga wow two in one thank you it's one of these games where you're looking at a, a sort of a 3d track and you're driving the little tiny cars around it but it's a silly one and everything in it is really silly and i didn't remember this but the actual like cover art of the game is of a cow not a car a cow yes with great big wheels driving around the track or
0: is that a cover art or is that an advert for it yes difficult to
1: tell shall we find out with googling good idea all the pictures i'm seeing of the mega drive version have the cows on the front oh well that'll be it then whereas there seems to be a cars version which i'm guessing is the earlier the mega version yeah because it says, in these very cheats listed here, if you type moo
0: into the passwords on the name screen, you'll race as a cow. You'll always, always. race as a cow, it says. Which so maybe, makes it maybe sound maybe as if you it's could sub- select the cow as a matter of course.
1: Well, it almost makes me think that you get the cow somehow, either with a pickup or something like that, whereas this allows you to have it all the time.
0: Always be a cow, yeah. Uh, if you put the password Chalk Milk into the <laughs> option screen, you get Bovine Warrior Mode yeah. brackets. Cows. Yes. <laughs> Don't know exactly what that means. Uh... <laughs> also, we got a cheat for Street Racer over here on the right. Go to the character select screen and press ABC, ABC, AB, and it lets you uh, increase the power bars on the characters. Oh guess that was probably Street Strength and Street yeah I would have thought so yeah next issue an Earthworm Gym 2 special I did have Earthworm Gym 2 yeah. but obviously I didn't I wouldn't have had this Q zone to give mm-hmm. us I'd actually be a little interested to see what we've got so I'm going to mark that down in my diary and
2: speaking of diaries <laughs> I have a bad case of diary I have a bad case of diary I have a bad case of diary I have a bad case of diary
1: Remember that at the end of our last Diary Zone, my parents went away. Even though I was in the middle of my exams, yes! they, they went on a little holiday. Unusual yes! oh, really well for them. They must have had we it. We're going to their be head.
0: stuck with Nana, and Grandad. <laughs>
1: that's right. Well, that's how this one starts. Yeah, on the 11th of May, 96. Stuck with Nana, Grandad, and Andy. Just a, mm. a generic strop. I like all three of those people. There's nothing to complain about with them. Although, here's my main complaint apparently about the the weekend. Andy and Grandad play non-stop chess. Well, that is pretty (laughs) boring, to be fair. (laughs) When you're...
0: What age are we now? 14. Oh, my God. Oh, I don't like that. (laughs) That's almost... Oh.
1: Yeah. Because
0: I've had my birthday. Do you remember the Stuart? I do remember the Stuart. And I'll be coming 14 in just a couple of months. Mm. I don't like that at all. That's where we are. 14, is something wrong about that. Something not... I don't like... Well, I wasn't reading the comic anymore, no, so I was properly you... grown up at this point.
1: Yes, right you were in a, an early life crisis where you're like, oh no, now I'm old. <laughs> Not so me. I was still a child reading Sonic, having a fun time. I was fine. In fact... Um, Getting mad about chess. Yeah, my friend comes around and it says, Alex came and got me into Zelda. So, it, and by the way, it's May. I got Link's Awakening in March And uh, I need a friend to kickstart me into being interested in it again already. I don't know (laughs) what what the problem is. It's one of my favourite games ever. Um, Sunday the 12th uh, made... uh, So I may have to translate this, but made Specky Spellbound Dizzy mod. Now, Spectrum Spectrum? Mod does not mean a modification of the game the way it does now. It means an Amiga music module. So what I've done is I've covered... Ah. I've made a cover of the music from the Spectrum version of the game onto the Amiga and it says my best mod also I copied Wario pixel by pixel onto Paint and colored so I've got my Game Boy with its little magnifying lens and I'm with my mouse I'm clicking on deluxe paint zoomed in the pixels copying precisely the sprite of Wario from Mario no not Mario Land 2 from Wario Land so I must have had that by this time and I'm coloring it in and I'm being artistic monday the 13th i then copy little wario so that's how i know it's Wario land um, did science sats and copied link as in onto my amiga and found my way into the face i love
0: that those two things are one sentence
1: i know yeah that that was the significance those life events held i'm not bothered by these yeah not concerned about these exams at all and then we have a worthy entry here. This is why I'm reading oh, this here out. We go. Wednesday the 15th. 50- no Sonic will not be mentioned anywhere in this, but you but care. you'll doesn't but, matter. but you'll see why it's a Sonic one. Wednesday the 15th of May 96. Cool in capital letters. That's how it starts. Cool. Cool or cool. L. No, just cool, but in capital just letters cool. and with an exclamation. mark. Right.
0: <laughs>
1: in woodwork, work. I stuck eight planks of wood together in sash clamps. <gasps>
2: The box, the box the origins there it's own. happening what? right what? here what? and How now? is that even real <laughs> why it that this is the
0: episode where you made the box and it's at the same time as the issue well obviously it makes incredible sense that the first set of free transfers you would have got after making the box would go on the
1: box the transfers the day i made the box it's the same day it's almost like i'm christening it isn't it i'm going like i, I know what yeah. this is for Sonic transfers go on here. Mind you, I haven't built the box. I don't know if it'll be mentioned again, but I stuck eight planks of wood together in sash clamps. Can't remember what a sash clamp is, but I'm betting they are glued together and I'm pressing them together to make that glue set. And that's one- Sounds believable. And that's one wall or multiple walls, I don't know, of the box. I had nothing else to do or lessons, so I sat drawing my dizzy game I'm designing. Hey! And it says, mystic kingdom dizzy and then i've crossed out kingdom and i've put mystic country dizzy because crystal kingdom dizzy is an actual dizzy game and i was like oh wait that's a bit that's a bit derivative i'll call it mystic country dizzy no memory of that i don't know if i've got any of that left over spellbound dizzy on the amiga arrived i ordered it from codemasters on thursday i think so i've now got an amiga version of spellbound dizzy on saturday the 18th i plug in my spectrum and using a cheat that allows me to look through all of the screens of the game mapped out the whole of the game to help me play the amiga version now that's a big game drawing it yeah i'm drawing it out on paper
0: good
1: the fact that i was the sort of human being who was capable of doing that in one day i'm not that (laughs) sort of person anymore
0: do you remember having energy and enthusiasm
1: that's the that's the thing about this diary is like looking at it and going like wait i did all that on one day i'd have i would write off the rest of the day
0: yeah i already
1: did one thing today that's the diary zone there we go we built the sonic box or we started the sonic box i did not expect that (laughs) i did not expect of course it
0: makes perfect sense yeah But I didn't expect it either way. Obviously, only the very newest set of transfers received two days before the box was built
1: were what would go on the lid of the box, of course. (laughs) That's what makes them special enough to go on the box. They're the new ones. Mm. Sonic's World
0: Hidden Danger, Part 2, written by Lou Stringer, art by Nigel Kitching, colours by John
1: Burns, and lettering by Elida Fell. Oh, he's the non genre version of John M. Burns. <laughs>
0: They're the same bloke. Sometimes they call him John M. Burns, sometimes they call him John Burns. I don't know why. Sonic gets the upper hand over Robotnik's invisible robot by drenching it with water, allowing our heroes to see its outline and letting them strike it successfully enough to deactivate its cloaking device. The robot is sent tumbling into the river where it short circuits. But Dr. Robotnik, watching from back at base, isn't too bothered because he assumes Grimer can just make more until the scientist nervously reveals that he can't because he accidentally made the plans for the cloaking device invisible, too.
1: He <laughs> turned the plans
2: invisible! No, oh, what's he like that, I Grimer? I
1: love that. That, I, I, that really made me laugh as a resolution.
0: I tell you, you have to love it, because if you don't, you're kind of left sitting here wondering what
1: these last two issues were even about. Yeah, I mean, so the resolutions of the cliffhanger is that there wasn't a problem.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. That, well, oh, yeah, that's right. Tails was left alone. Yeah. And Sonic uh, just gets right back up again. It's a bit of the old Cyclops is dead, Cyclops is yeah. alive. The infamous uh, X-Men cliffhanger
1: resolution. He just goes, yeah, no, I'm all right. Back in. I do. I love that. Right. Here's something I love. I love that this is a silent machine antagonist, but it still gets a thought bubble with a question mark in it when it's about to fall over the cliff. I love that. That implies... <laughs> I don't think I even really clocked that. No, exactly, because yeah. it's such normal comics language, but it means that anything can get confused. Your car gets a question mark before it crashes. Your iron gets one when you unplug <laughs> it. Just random things getting a question mark.
0: I mean, like, the solving of the problem is good Sonic stuff. You yeah. know, what happens is Tails takes Sonic by the hands and as he does flies him out then gets him just low enough over the river so that his feet can touch it and then he kicks his sonic speed into action and just whoosh, sprays water far and wide mm-hmm. and that winds up soaking the robot and then sonic does another whoosh around and covers it in leaves and branches and everything and they all stick to it and it covers his eyes so it can't see them and then he leaps in and wha and fuzzs it. And there goes the cloaking device. And sadly, as we were wondering last issue, it's just, uh, it's just a robot. Just, it's just a robot. Just a purple, not very attractive, gold, purple, and red robot.
1: It's the most sort of like 50s and 60s robot. Oh, isn't yes. It? it is the proverbial beep boop. <laughs> yeah. I thought for a brief moment there that when you first see it, it kind of looks like it's got a Sonic 1 circle with wings that Sonic looks through on its chest. But then in the next shot, it hasn't got the wings. It's just got a gold circle on there. Oh, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. A mm. little something missing there. Just a little artistic oversight. But I think Kitching renders this whole thing very well. Mm. Oh, yeah. Of course he does. Nigel Kitching. Look at these... Pa- I know, I know, but I never, I mean, how many ways can I go,
2: look at how round they are!
0: You know, but... but uh, So now, rather than the roundness, I'm going to focus on the very effective, like, kinetic action that he's getting together. Yeah. You know, when, he, when Sonic starts whirling up the river and it's him and tails are tiny little figures that are barely more than yes. dots in the centre of the panel, and everything else is made up with a raging water flying everywhere.
1: This is the panel where Tails says I know you're cool in a crisis, Sonic, but surely this is no time for water sports. Tail that to DeviantArt. dark <laughs> point, Tails. Yes.
0: Or the panel where Sonic whizzes up the undergrowth, and you see all the leaves and branches and grass and everything, and vines trailing along in his wake, whoosh, whipped up by the wind. Or the way they lash around the robot, and you can still almost... Feel them whipping around and smacking into and wrapping around the robot. Absolutely
1: brilliant that panel. That is great. That's just one of the best I've ever seen that that drawn.
0: And then the panel where Sonic leaps into it, and the whole silhouette of the robot is this like spackled. It's the essentially it's the leaves and everything getting charred fried mm. black with the by the electrical discharge caused the Sonic hits the cloaking device and they all burn away, creating this fractured like charcoal splintering silhouette. Great! And then they kick it in the river and, and that's it. That's that. And then the whole last page is is given over to working up to the joke that you think
2: Robotnik's going to be mad, but then it tur- they flip it around, you know. A minor setback, eh, Grimer? Sonic won't be so fortunate when you build an army of invisible robots. <laughs>
1: um, that's going to be difficult, Doctor. Um, you see, I had a little accident with the cloaking technology and, uh, and, and turned the planes invisible. So, uh, with no plans, uh, I don't know how to build any more invisible robots. <laughs> it's, it's funny if you think about it, isn't it? Uh, Grimer,
2: you blundering idiot! I
1: think it's time I vanished.
0: <laughs> the end. Next issue, Brutus is back.
1: Yay!
0: Oh, sh-
1: There's a lot going on in the next issue boxes this time, isn't there? Yes. So that'll be the resolution of the trilogy, you keep calling it.
0: Uh, I do keep calling it a trilogy, yes. Revolution, it's a story that is a certain number of parts. I don't know how many, (laughs) but it is the the big Brutus finale. I mean, this two-parter has been fine. Yep. Ended on a funny enough little joke. Yep. Not... Sure, it justified two whole issues to get there, mm-hmm. but at the same time, giving it two issues did allow them to sort of do more stuff with the whole concept of the invisible robot than simply doing it in a one five-page strip would have. You could probably have got away with it in one seven-page Sonic strip, mm-hmm. not in one five-page Sonic's World strip. Not a lot to say about hidden danger, but... Soiling my britches with excitement For (laughs) Brutus coming back next issue So, it's all swings and roundabouts Isn't it? Love Sick Hume is the first one over here on the left here. This is from Rachel Smith from Knowsley in Liverpool. I am madly in love with Knuckles. You're not the mm. only one, love. Don't yeah. worry. There have been plenty of letters and veiled letters insinuating the same. I went to the doctors and they said I had <laughs> echidneritis. Yes, with an R in it. Echidneritis. Yes. I, I suspect that's uh, a slight fanatic. Yes. A consequence of the accent. Yes, the So Megadroid says he strongly suggests that Rachel check out the Knuckles Knockout special on sale the twenty fifth of May. Yeah, twenty fifth of, of May, packed with info and pics of the red heart throb, guaranteed <laughs> to keep lovesick boomers satisfied. I feel like people were hornier for Knuckles than they were for Sonic around oh, yeah. this time.
1: Yeah, I don't know yeah. why. Well, because Sonic does not present himself as a, as a sexual being. Sonic is a. <laughs> No, but Knuckles does. Sonic is a Mickey Mouse. He's just a little guy. Knuckles is like the virile version of Sonic. You know what I mean? He's that throbbing red. He's physical. Yes, I do. I think that compared to if you were going to fancy one of them,
0: (laughs) I'm sorry for what I'm about to
2: say. (laughs) So you're saying that unlike Sonic, (laughs) Knuckles. (laughs) Oh dear. (laughs)
1: <laughs> give
0: us the next letter
1: <laughs> yelling tails oh like telling tales. okay yelling tails dear megadroid i lost my temper with stc 59's free transfers first tails his foot came off then half his tail and finally his face so i screwed them all up in a fit of anger i regret it now so please send me another set that's robin with a y no, not, not robin with, with an i, I. <laughs> 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 wait wait is it the same robin what was the previous Robin? It was,
0: a, it was somebody sending a picture to the Graphic Zone.
1: Let's find out. Is it Robin Catley of Tamworth Staffs? Uh, if it isn't oh. What? It's Robin Catley of Tamsworth, Yay! yeah, she's the one sent
0: in that picture of the smiling Mr Happy Megadroid in the boat in the river. In Mr the, uh... Happy
1: Megadroid, oh, yeah, brilliant. who got
0: us off on Robin with a Y, not Robin with an I.
1: Oh, that was that was such a good little Mr Happy Megadroid, and now she's won a Sonic & Knuckles camera to go along with the pens or whatever.
0: And of course, <laughs> as Megadroid says, my sixth sense told me I was going to receive your letter, Robin. So I hope this issue's free transfers will calm you down. Now, she obviously sent that letter ages ago. Mm. 59, that's 20 issues ago. That's nearly a year ago. Mm. You know, and you wouldn't waste time letting them know about your displeasure. That was probably <laughs> sent on the day, you know? Yeah. Got him off the cover on Saturday. <laughs> messed it up on Sunday. <laughs> sent the letter off on Monday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that was the story of Robin Catley.
0: The next one is titled, UCAC OKAY. Which makes us realise oh, we probably we should have, have been saying please, UKCACOK. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm not going to. No, I know, UKAC. This is from William UK Preston C- and Woolwich, who says, okay. please thank everyone at STC for the great time I had at the UK Comic Art Convention back in March. That was the second one of those. Not the... the it was, yes. It's been that long already. Oh, yes. My mum and I also enjoyed meeting Sonic in a person. STC forever! Hey. I like William Preston's realist approach, where he knows it was a bloke in a sonic costume. <laughs> yes, and Megadroid simply replies, "He spoke well of you too, William." <laughs> <laughs> Once again, the event was a success, with the STC creators and boomers alike. I wonder if we'll have any uh, articles or images from it. Hmm. I don't know. They, well, they already yes. gave two pages over to the last one, so
1: yeah. maybe not. But we'll see. <laughs> Got a couple of bits of fan art. The first is from Cameron Moff of Bracht, Germany. I'm reading this far and wide. Oh, mind you, this was actually out in Germany, wasn't it, STC? No, they had Sonic Der comic, which oh, was a sort
0: of separate thing. It wasn't wasn't literally just the same comic. It was a different really? publication. I mean, maybe, who knows? Maybe they consolidated it after a while. But you remember, we had that, we, we say ages ago now, they did that featurette on
1: yes. versions
0: of Sonic the comic from around uh, the world. I think they were mostly around Europe.
1: Yes, but Sonic Dear Comic may well have published Mr. T comic mm-hmm. strips alongside right, him, yeah. you know. Um, well, it says party time, and it is basically heads of various people Sonic Knuckles, Tails, Amy, and Short Fuse, and Megadroid. And they're having a party. You know, Sonic and Knuckles have got party crowns on. There's a cracker. Their Tails has got one of them fwee things in his mouth. <laughs> fwee things. <laughs> one of them. And there's some curly twirls in the background for good measure. Although, not the sort we've been seeing all over the place. Not these those sky. No, these are like
0: streamers falling yes. from the sky of the party. Join STC79's third birthday party next issue. That's hey. what they're using that as an in for. Why not? Then the last drawing... Now, this is a weird one to me. This seems so familiar okay. almost as if i'd seen this in another issue or something i i clearly haven't but <laughs> i don't know what and i you know it's not something that's burned in the brain from childhood obviously because i didn't have the issue in childhood don't know why this image by daniel Hilde from west yorkshire seems so weirdly
1: familiar to me yeah, it's but new to me. metal
0: sonic babies make your dreams come true because it's <laughs>
1: metal sonic with a bib and you can tell it's a bib because it says bib on it in
0: very There's big bib letters on it. And he's got a dummy with an M on it from Metal Sonic, from Metallic. And I do like, good gag, he's holding a baby bottle in his hand and it's green
1: and it says toxic waste on it. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's a couple of odd embellishments. Starting with the hand, not sure what is happening there, but he's got it's like a big metal disc instead of a hand with three little spikes coming out of it? Well, I think you have to remember we're looking at another one that's been
0: stretched vertically.
1: Well, true. And it could just be an attempt at drawing a metallic's hand that ended up too big. So, fair enough. It's it's an attempt... Yeah, it's a not fully successful attempt at foreshortening
0: the usual yeah. metallic's hand with the three fingers coming out of yeah. the end of it and the thumbs missing. Yeah. So, yeah, but then, that's what it is. what is happening with these feet? I don't know. I think it might be... We're supposed to be seeing the bottoms of the feet, maybe?
1: Oh, it's a stretch, if so. In, <sighs> yeah. Instead of feet, this metallics just has two circles. Can't tell if they're mm. meant to be balls or circles. Can't tell what they're meant to be. But they're circles with a white cross intersecting them with a white circle in the middle. A bit like Robotnik's top. Mm. I don't know. Unless Very maybe, long. you know, Daniel Hildy from West
0: Yorkshire had a baby brother who had booties with this pattern on them.
1: It strikes me as an uh, a way of not drawing feet. Which, fair enough, very difficult. I don't know what you've done here. See, I remember when I was five and I'd just started school and we had, every Monday, we had News and Story, which was where we would open our our little books and we would draw a picture of what we did that weekend. None of your bloody business, love. (laughs) And I was, um, you know, not really... Able to draw very well at that time, so but I was just future cartoonist enough to recognise that just a stick man wouldn't cut it. So mm. I was drawing a version of stick men where it was a round head, a round body, stick arms and legs, lines for feet, and instead of hands, couldn't draw hands. So instead, balls. Balls with with lines coming out for the fingers. No, hooks coming out. Evidently, I'd seen a pirate on TV and gone like. That's easier to draw than a hand. So everyone <laughs> had hooks for hands in my drawings, and uh, this, this reminds me of that. You know, like, well, I can't draw feet. Is it any wonder that you've wound up with such a great love of pirates? Of pirates, exactly. Yeah, there we go. Speed lines. That's it. Lovely. Be there anything in our <laughs> mail in our mailbag? Mail yes, there is. Yes, there be. It's your We've got one here from a Robert Harding that is titled Suffering from Davisms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm suffering from a few of them
0: myself. I think everybody who listens to this podcast <laughs> could put that on their medical history.
1: Dear Humes who think you're in charge, loving the podcast, even if it does make me feel old, thanks for that. <laughs> makes you feel old.
0: <laughs> I think I would say that this podcast simultaneously makes us feel very very old and also quite young Mm, mm. at heart
1: yeah a song that was out at the time stc started started reading stc at around there's the old issue feeling (laughs) creeping in again started reading stc at around issue 30 ish Hard to pinpoint exactly the starting point having just turned six at the time but i know for a fact i drew a story featuring the squeeze tag machine in a primary school drawing and story book Use the story, exactly, right? I stuck with the comic all the way to the end, 200 issues later, eight right. years or so, essentially growing up alongside the comic. Now, growing up in rural Wales, I was pretty much the only Sonic fan between everyone I knew throughout both primary and high schools.
0: Oh, they're not right in Wales, <laughs> eh? you whole school, nobody liking Sonic. What's going on there? What Wales have against Sonic?
1: Maybe it was just too young, maybe? You know, six years old, 30 a issues young in? For Sonic, maybe. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Anyway... It wasn't until gaining access to the internet that I finally found like-minded people amongst the online Sonic community. Back to the podcast, I've been enjoying the twee absurdity of the many Davisms that have popped up. Oh, cheers. I'm not twee and absurd. Um... I'm a very serious grown-up man. (laughs) (laughs) But finally realized recently that there was something very familiar about the things I was hearing. Oh, God. I was a Dave. I grew up playing on On the Amiga. Amiga bedroom door covered in sonic stickers wrote a couple of fanfics including one where sonic and knuckles died a horrible death <laughs> unfortunately lost to time yeah that's the bullshit chris spins because he just doesn't want us to read it i know it's lost to time i listen to I, it i remember the day On i goes. threw the pages out <laughs> and another that had sonic and Tails being sucked into a dreamcast and had to hop between games and that one still lives send it in get it in there that's the next thing after random Obvious wraps
0: up for oh, the Patreon. is
1: that it we read boomers fanfics oh god no jesus
0: <laughs> don't 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 make that a thing <laughs> there's a cassette i can get away with insulting you to your face oh we would insult them week, to their face month after month oh
1: yeah don't, yeah yeah i feel like don't you send know, anything I, I in unless you expect the piss yeah break. yeah like it's like a roast because you're paying for yeah. the privilege <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a cassette tape of me reading out a copy of sdc and doing voices and recording yes! game music and doing oh. skits and other such nonsense Oh send it in I know I know it's embarrassing but we just want you to. <laughs> I
0: feel like we embarrass ourselves regularly yeah. talking about some of the crap we used to get up to. And I mean, sadly, I don't have records of it like
1: you do. Uh, with my curiosity piqued, I dug out my Sonic box and started rummaging where, alongside a collection of the Sonic Cracker figures, Yay! and the coverless ripped and tattered remains of the old comics, so sorry I was six, Ooh. I had no concept of keeping them in one piece, and I took all the posters out, every single one, sorry Chris. I found one single intact issue of STC. Hey. Issue 61, to be precise. And what did I find at the back of the issue but a filled-in data strip? <gasps> yes! <laughs> Somehow, the, the double fist pump he just did. Somehow... Despite destroying nearly every other issue of STC, here's one that survived a frozen point in time back to 1995, scanned and attached for your enjoyment. As oh a my God, yes. Into what? 70-year-old yes. oh me.
0: yes, oh yes. We Thought do not get to play world. this game very often. You've got it in front of you there. Hold on, I'm opening up issue 61 now. Let's see what was in it. All right, issue 61. This issue contained, ooh, The Brotherhood of Metallics oh. Part 3. Oh. We had one of our early computer generated graphic zones, mm-hmm. the one featuring Leo Suarez Poweringer's Metallic. Okay. So I think that might be our very first one. Mm. Uh, Carl Flint, that's my man. That's in there. <laughs> the Return of Echo, part two. Okay. Knuckles and Tails Part 3, the photo zone with all the boomers in Sonic costumes and that little brother energy being off the charts with the masks and the seven badniks Part 3. And in
1: a brilliant bit of synergy then, that means this is the issue when the PlayStation was released in the UK. What
0: are the
2: odds?
1: (laughs) What are the odds that we would get a letter from somebody
0: who realized (laughs) they owned a Sonic box on the same issue issue that you
1: made the Sonic box with the free transfer? Now, this email came in a bit ago, but I didn't read it till now. You didn't pre-vet it? It's only
0: right now. This is live radio, Mm -hmm. folks.
1: (laughs) It just happened that way. The great megadroid in the sky is guiding our hands, I think. Well, the first question is... I've been reading STZ since, and Robert has uh, been reading since issue seven. My favourite film slash video is... Oh, I can't guess those. In this case, you can. Uh, film... Film slash... Film don't slash think, video. Don't lean too hard on film slash video. Just think. think that there might be videos of. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Sonic cartoons. The he- no, just Sonic. Sonic. <laughs> just Sonic. Hey, okay. Favourite film video is Sonic. I guess you have one of them okay. videos. Um... This one is a bit left field, but remember that Robert is a is a little Dave. Favourite band slash singer is. It's not Mr. Blobby, is it? No, it isn't, but it's one of those. It's a wild card, it's it is something that is not a band or singer, but is on our podcast. <laughs> and in our little world.
2: I don't know
0: anymore. What kind of weird novelty songs have been on? Novelty out by this record point, is right. You
1: know? We've used it. We've put it twice on this show. One of them quite recently. Oh, I don't know why I can't remember it. In that case, you may as well just tell me. It is, of course, the Smurfs.
0: Of course, it bloody is.
1: <laughs> he's got a Master System. He's got a Mega Drive because you have to tick what Sega systems you have. Right, Sega game into strip. I would like to see. Now this is left field. They would never do this. What Sega game, recent Sega game, does Robert want turning into a strip in STC? Micro Machines. Nope. Even less likely to happen than Micro Machines. Night Trap. (laughs) Yeah, no. uh, Legally less likely to happen. (laughs) We featured this game very recently Toy Story. Toy Story! Yes! Yes!
0: (laughs) Whee! Wait, was the Toy Story game... No, how could that have been out that long ago? Wait
1: a minute, you're onto something that's, uh, there. that's That's like eight months ago. Maybe they reviewed it really late. Let's look it up. Yeah, maybe. Sources suggest either the 29th of March or the 7th of April,
0: 1996. Well, no, because there's data strips from mid-September 1995. Robert,
1: you are simply you're talking not, not out your ass here. On. No, not you're on. not playing the game. Still, you guessed it, so... Yeah,
0: well, I uh, did, <laughs> Right, so the Mega Hits, the mega number hits. one's got to be Sonic, no question, Brotherhood of Metallics.
1: Number one, well, and, and it does, i got to say, the way he's written it here, it says first choice, Metallics. Okay. So, sure. I mean, we all know we're on the same page there. He means Sonic. Yeah. The other two options, mm. are they both comic strips? No, there's a wild card ah, here, that's exactly a wild what card I was going to say.
0: It, in it? Yeah, uh, well, is one of them the pinup?
1: No, it isn't. So it okay, doesn't, doesn't matter, matter then. All
0: right. Hmm, number two, I'm going to guess, is Knuckles and Tails. No. Booker. Well, it's no way it's the seven badniks, because if it is, this letter is thrown out, and the opinions of the gentleman who sent it are rendered invalid. (laughs) So, if it's... Is it the graphic zone? Is it the computer drawings in the graphic zone? No, not even. is it just echo there? No. What the blooming, Well, what, what, what. it's really weird. <laughs> is it the Q zone? Was he really no. made up about the Q zone? No. Did did he? Was he? Did he? Uh, what is it then? You're
1: kind of down to the only thing remaining now. Uh, the second choice is our wild card, and it's speed lines. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. Well, this is the speed lines with the very nice drawing of Knuckles, Sonic and Tails as a Master System Mega Drive and Game Gear. Okay, what else is in the speed lines this issue? Uh, there's a drawing of Robotnik staring in a mirror which breaks because he's so ugly. Sure. Somebody complaining about the Skittles combo being on the back of a pin-up. Mm-hmm. And somebody complaining about the fact they have a Japanese model Mega Drive and so can't play any regular games.
1: It's that whinging issue, is it? Seems to be. It's a bit of a backhanded compliment then, isn't it, from Robert? That the second best thing in the comic is the letters page and it's just everybody whinging. Just making sure it wasn't because like, he sent Sent something something in. in, Yeah. No, No. nothing I can say. You'd think that would be bumping up to first choice, wouldn't you? Right, so number
0: three must be Knuckles and
1: Tails. Yeah, it is, although he's only written Tails fair enough Mm. well we could see where his loyalties lay well exactly god i love
0: playing that game though (laughs) i love getting the opportunity to have that on the ground
1: look at what
0: the opinions were back in the day (laughs) in the moment
1: yeah Yeah, send them in if you ever find them boomers uh the, the final thing is there's a percentage rating for issue 61 and um if we hold you to the letter to getting it precisely right then you're going to have to think a bit laterally with this one. But uh, what percentage do you think Robert gave this issue?
0: I would like to ask the audience, uh, mm-hmm. did he vote it over 100%? Uh,
1: am I the audience? I, I, <laughs> yes. Uh, no, he didn't vote it over 100%. Did he just vote it an even 100%? I'm going to give you that, but it's a wildcard answer. He has given it. A hundred out of a hundred percent. So a hundred, then the diagonal line. So it's like he's done the percent sign himself. A hundred over one hundred percent, which is not necessary. That's what a percentage sign is designed after. That's what that means. That's what the thing line thing means. Yeah. Mm. Um, But uh, yeah, so hundred percent for Robert there, who signs off. Keep up the amazing work on the podcast and Patreon stuff. You've got a lifelong fan. Hey Everything Sega under the Sun Owner. Sonic Waterfund Game Owner, both versions hey. from Powers North Wales, Robert Harding. Brackets, the data strip says I started at issue seven, which is technically true as I found a few pages of that issue in the box. Hmm. Probably a one off comic bought on holiday, but the real start was issue thirty ish. Uh
0: so I was gonna it ask. was just showing off. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for that. I love a chance to play the data strip game. I can't imagine there's gonna be many more chances left.
1: Yeah. We've got one here from Tabitha who says, Hello, boomers. Long time listener, first time writer. Started listening to the show when it was mentioned on an episode of Magnus Archives. Thank you, Magnus Archives. Hey! Yes. Uh, we, you know that he's been on the show. Look for that episode. Um, and I've enjoyed every episode whilst delivering parcels at work. Oh, that must be. Postman patting it around town. Do 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 incidental
0: postman pat music yes. you just dropped rather than simply doing the postman pat yes thing.
1: because it was the music the of him going. Da- over the that is you doing only get that on this show folks <laughs> the Boomerist. i love it if Suze is listening she sang along with that as well because it was on the postman pat album so whenever me and abby are driving through pretty hills and dales we pop that track on <laughs> British Sonic is something that I've found really interesting since I was born in 1998, and I feel like I just missed out on this era of Sonic, despite my first ever video game being a Sonic game on the Mega Drive. Honorary Boomer. Yes. I don't remember which one. I remember it being on some kind of games collection with an orange sticker. Was that the one you had? Did that have an orange sticker? I don't know. I mean, that had three games games on it, so you should wouldn't just be singling out as one then i only mentioned it because i don't know if it's some obscure 90s thing and i wouldn't want you to miss a chance to go on a tangent <laughs> <laughs> thank you but no we're not sure if what so that was. not sure do you think it was one of the main games is your memory of like a sonic game or you know anyway the reason why i finally decided to write in is because at my local games cafe i actually found uh, two beat up old copies of stc yes they were issues six And 155. So not to be read back-to-back, really. And it was really weird to read. Actually reading through STC6 and seeing all the stuff that was mentioned. My first issue! Hey! Was a blast. And despite some very 90s colour and design, it was a really lively read. I mean, despite. That's why it was good. (laughs) 155, on the other hand... Felt really drab in comparison,
0: you know, I bet. Not even a clue what's going on by the time you get to 155. They'd be into reprints by that point, wouldn't they? Yeah.
1: Well, she says, Just repeated stories and very little holding those strips together. Really interested to see when the podcast gets to this point in STC's history. Yeah, do you know, at my local uh, cafe, it's a kid-friendly cafe, and so they've got a little rack of kids' books. And one of the books they've got on this rack, this is so weird to me, and they've had it for years and years and years, it's one of the little hardback books of the Wuzzles that came with the cuddly toys of the Wuzzles. I've got one of them here of my Butterbear. You one. could sell that. Yeah. Well, I'm not selling mine. That's my Butterbear. <laughs> Puzzle Popping Plant, whatever it was called, book. I'm not getting rid of that. It came with my butterbed toy, which I've also got in the flat. Needs a wash. Wuzzles was great. I oh. had a storybook oh. of the Wuzzles, but I don't think it was one of the ones that came. I didn't have any
0: Wuzzles toys, so I think I just got a Wuzzle. Well, maybe you
1: could just get them separately. Ordinary storybook that you get separately. I bet you could just get them separately, and mine just happened. To, they were like, ah, oh, we'll throw a book in. We've got these. I
0: can't even really remember what it was about. I think it was a Hopopotamus-centric...
1: Uh, thing. I think that's the one they've got right down the cafe, so I'll have a look at it and uh, find Ooh, out for you. Take a photo of yeah, it. Let me will, know. Yeah, I will. Um, oh, no, nice to hear you say you like the Wuzzles. I was Does well it, into it. Oh yeah, I mean, have we ever talked about the Wuzzles on the show?
0: Just the last sounds minute sounds like we're to about to. <laughs> Been a while. The Wuzzles was a Disney show. Yeah, um, I think it was the
1: first of like what we think of as the Disney afternoon show, it was followed up by Gumby. Yeah, I mean, because it predated the Disney afternoon by quite some time. That's right. I mean. And wasn't it
0: even on another
1: channel? Well, didn't it even clash well, with? it was a,
0: it was a syndicated saturday morning oh, yeah. show it was uh, one season of 13 episodes was mm. all they ever did of the Wuzzles. Same with Gummy Bears. Gummy Bears was one season of 13. It? And then they renewed it oh. for new seasons over and over until it got up to the magic oh. syndication number. But uh, Wuzzles was only ever a Saturday morning show, yeah. Um, and it was about the land of Wuzz mm-hmm. where, uh, where everything twice the fun. was twice the fun. Because uh, every single thing <laughs> was really two in one.
1: Oh, what, like a little bit of this, a little bit of that? A little bit of that, yeah. When you added it up... You get a laundromat. <laughs> I don't know why I've always sung, you get a laundromat. We're <laughs> in the land of worlds, they're having twice the fun. Because every single thing is really two in one. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. And when you ask...
0: got a lot of laughs is what you got all the creatures were were two animals in one so butter bear was a bear and a butterfly bumble lion was a bumblebee and a lion and i mentioned hoppopotamus who was a hippo and a rabbit they 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 played around (laughs) with that one they didn't play by the rules
1: it was lovely i just thought it was really nice and the music was really nice oh it had a
0: cracking theme tune it was the first great disney tv show theme song
1: yeah, easily lives up to your Ducktales is and your oh, yeah. Gummy Bears is. It's one of those. I don't know what it was like over in Ireland, but here it was aired as part of a summer holiday morning CITV slot. Now, I'm sure I would have seen it in that capacity too, but I don't. I don't remember very well. That's a, I will tell
0: you All right. what my single overarching memory of the Wuzzles was, uh-huh. and this is not what you're expecting. Okay. Uh, it was when we were away on holiday. Very young kids at the time. We were away on holiday. And one of the books that we had taken with us was this. What's mm-hmm. book I'm talking about? Me and my brothers. Uh-huh. It was it was late enough at night, you know, not so late, <laughs> but but we were in bed anyway, and I was reading the book out to them. Uh-huh. Read it, finished it, done, you know. But mm-hmm. we weren't really sleepy, and couldn't <laughs> really get to sleep, so we decided we would just read the book again. <laughs> Same book again. Yeah. Well, you know, you're a kid, you know. Started to read the book again.
2: Shut up! <laughs> Comes through the wall from the adjoining
0: apartment in the complex.
2: Oh, not not, not your parents? No.
0: Mm-mm. Oh my god! I scarpered into the parents' room at that point.
2: <laughs>
1: and that's my overriding memory of the Wuzzles. The first time I saw the Wuzzles, it was the first thing I ever saw at the cinema was the Wuzzles episode "Bulls of a Feather. Yes! Or have I said this one
0: before? No, I don't remember you mentioning it before, but I know that the Wuzzles was shown, like, as a pre-movie cinematic short, yeah. Did you? I was aware of that, but that had happened in the UK,
1: yeah. Oh, were you? Yeah, well, it was. It was, the, it was on before Bambi, which was Bambi. doing the rounds when we were presumably five. No, younger, because... It, It was whatever my first film was, and so when it was airing, I was at school, so that must have been when I was five, or the summer holiday after I was five, so it feels like it must have aired quite late then, on our TV, if it was... If it was in the cinema when I'm a flipping toddler. Well, it was Bulls of a Feather, which was the pilot episode, so it may even have predated the rest of the series. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, so there you go. We both have a strong connection to the Wuzzles. No, I did feel like we uh, branched off to talk about that in the middle of a letter from a reader. <laughs> in the middle of a letter from Tabitha, who continues on to say... All in all, love your content. Looking forward to more smiley face from Tabitha, who never (laughs) owned owned a Mega Drive, but played the Sonic Gems collection a lot. Hope that counts. Of course it counts. Of course it counts. PS, do you have any tips for being good at classic Sonic games? I've only ever been able to get three or four zones into one before I find myself hitting a brick wall with them. Then oh, you
2: just hold right don't you yeah
1: <laughs> hold right to win. the answer if there is one right and this is the answer to hold right to win as well there's two two complaints that americans have is number one you just hold right to win i
0: don't think that's a
1: uniquely american complaint well i mainly mean people who don't understand sonic who i lump in with americans but yeah okay and number two is when they do play it they go well i keep hitting spikes and badniks that are just off they just come onto the screen and i hit them and it's not fair because i'm running fast and that is because they don't understand that what you're supposed to do in a Sonic game is get into a ball as often as you can. When there's a slope, press down, roll into a ball, and start rolling down things. Sonic is more about rolling than it is about sprinting, in my opinion. And once you've got that in your head, you're away. You can barrel through things pretty easily. A lot of the a lot of the things that'll hurt you are breakable. And that's how you'll break them. You'll just barrel through them. But, uh i don't know i don't really know what the problem is honestly i I don't find the games hard enough to know what your issue is but any more specific questions will be answered so right i in mean there. you when you get on that one barrel you push up and down <laughs> so that was our mailbag you can be in it write to us at stctpodcast at gmail.com stctpodcast at gmail.com well you know it's not quite the end of this issue. There's the teeniest, tiniest little note
0: I have to make. Which is that they changed the data strip again. Oh they've put back in the bit where they want them to tell you your name, address, and age. Huh. It was with the redesign, wasn't it? They changed it to just say I've been reading since. Yeah. Yeah. But now yeah, they've yeah. put back in they want the details. They want to know where in the country you are and what age you are. Do more of that market research. So with that out of the way, next issue, it's STC's third birthday with Damn,
2: with a free Sonic Spinner!
1: Yeah, A classic, except not a circular no, Frisbee this it's time. it's not just a rehash of the no. original
0: uh, no. Sonic Spinner with which I bonked my brother in the head with a crafty <laughs> bank shot off the living room door. No,
1: you'd do a proper injury to him with this one. Yeah, this is a little... Um, it's a ninja throwing Frisbee, fr-
0: yeah, this Yeah, <laughs> essentially, I mean, it is it is a throwing, spinning toy, but it's three sticks. Stuck together in the middle, basically. A
1: three-pronged affair. A three-pronged... With the old uh, winking Sonic's face. I've seen twice on this very page. Yes, I was going to say, haven't seen that one in a while, but of course, it's on every data strip, so... (laughs) Oh, and it's three... They don't even make a thing out of this. They should. Third birthday, three new stories, three prongs coming out of the spinner, but they don't mention it. Yeah, they don't really go in for the whole... I mean, I think the three stories... They,
0: given how big the three is yeah that's that, that's it. highlighted but you never know maybe mega droid will mm. cop onto it and make a thing out of it next issues controls yes sonic
1: miracle planet sonic's world revolution like a world like a world's revolution <laughs>
2: <laughs> come on we're nearly finished don't set me <laughs> off
1: tails grounded plus knuckles ghost ship conclusion Review Zone. Saturn oh. Games. Hey! Sega World News Special! Oh,
0: New <laughs> oh it's going to be a proper special issue oh, next issue with STC a Review GTC. Zone and a News Zone. Yeah. yeah,
1: crack out the old jingles. And a Q Zone for
0: Earthworm Gym 2. It's STC 79 oh. on sale Saturday the 25th of May. That's the same day as the Knuckles Knockout Special. We Ooh. are going to be busy for a little
1: bit. One <laughs> <laughs> £1.20. Round 20. Well, if you enjoyed that, you can find all the episodes over on stctp.wigglehee.com or in your regular pod scooping machine. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. It's at Sonic Podcast. And we're on there separately as well. I'm at Demon Smarter Dave. And I am at Chris McFeely. And don't forget, you can find us on
0: YouTube under those names as well. Hey, why aren't you pushing the secret war on here? Good
1: question. <laughs> Get to it, boy. All right. I'm also editing something other than STCTP, it's a podcast called The War Effort, it's presented by Al Kennedy from the House to Astonish podcast, and it's covering the first, I believe the first, big Marvel crossover event, Secret Wars. And of course now, all of pop culture is a big Marvel crossover event, so it's very interesting from that perspective. He gets two funny guests on every episode, and it's just a good time. And uh, and I work my SDCTP magic on it, so you're going to recognize some of the rhythms of speech, perhaps. Mm. <laughs> That's called The War Effort, you can go and find that.
0: Issue-by-issue issue show, like like this show. Yeah. Every yeah. issue of Secret Wars, issue-by-issue. Issue. So it's a halfway through at time of recording, so it'll be... Uh close to done by the time you hear this I should say that's right go and uh, experience the Bulmer touch elsewhere that sounds <laughs> bad moving on <laughs> You can support this podcast on Patreon, where a donation of any amount will get you access to some bonus content that we do. We look at the Martin Adams novels that were released here in the UK back in the 90s, some good early British Sonic quality content. Right now we're part of the way into Sonic and the Silicon Warriors, the third book in the series. Mm -hmm. But
1: if that sounds appealing, there's this other thing. From the best Sonic book (laughs) ever written. (laughs) <laughs> to my fanfic I wrote when I was 15, itself a rewrite of a fanfic I wrote when I was 12, in which Sonic and all of his friends A. decide to go and be Star Trek instead, uh, and B. all get killed in a number uh, of gruesome ways. Go and listen to me ha- reading that to Chris, who has to listen to it because he's being paid. It, I. it. ugh. Oh. So that's going on over at patreon.com forward slash STCTP. Come along, have a lovely time, look at our ugly faces, you'll love it. Our opening theme tune is called Synchronize. That's by a band called
0: Sonic the Comic, neither a comic nor a podcast, but a band. And you can find them at sonicthecomic.bandcamp.com. But we are the podcast called Sonic the Comic, the podcast. <laughs> and we will see you next time.
2: <laughs>